This week in league, Canterbury Bulldogs buy a bulk shipment of rest fault scarves for their own membership packs. The Warriors poach some Roosters talent with a giant Roger Two of Us at check. Robin dudes outside a casino? What you talking about, Willis? And we preview all of the action for round six of the 2015 NRL season. All that more this week in league. Welcome to episode 183 of This Week in League, I'm mate. And I'm Glenn. How you going, fella? Mate, I'm fantastic, sort of. We're recording a, a day, a a day late. I'm tired. A day late this week, and I think the reason we... Well, I mean, I'm going to assume that the reason was that uh, to do with your wife's Facebook post of yesterday morning about the fact that none of you's got any sleep. Yeah, we've, Leo, we, I was looking so forward to the Easter weekend, and it, I thought it was going to be four days of... of bliss and relaxing and uh, catching up with some of our favourite people, turned into three and a half out of four days sick kids. Projectile vomiting children. At all hours of the night and fevers and oh, it's just ridiculous. I'm just trying to shut a window while you're talking. You're there doing go. a pretty poor job of it too, I might add. I could just fucking, I could hear police cars, you know, going off fucking yeah. kilometres in the distance. And I was oh, like, I you know. I a tear to my eye. I was like, fucking feel like, feels like I'm back in heads in, <laughs> someone, in someone else's house. <laughs> so you straight out of the car. Using their computer whilst the police siren blares in the background. Yes, yes. Yeah. I, I actually did a lot of work over the Easter weekend, so it was good. Excellent. Nearly caught up on shit that I, after the fucking great hard drive crash of 2015. <laughs> I'm almost back. Um, so, uh, I'm, I don't know, I may crash and burn, but at the moment I'm feeling good. So, standard episode coming right up. <laughs> um, who, who, was, who was talking about you, you know, might have been Kyle, talking about, you know, you, you know, crashing out on episodes and things like that. Yeah. You know. It happens. It happens. It's all, it's all, part, of, it's all part of your charm. I don't know. The, the incoherent fucking mess you are by probably the, the fourth game of the previous. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. I'll Just don't base your tips on anything Glenn says after the halfway mark of the that previous. Whole, uh, that whole talking and falling asleep and losing track of where I'm at and then... I look at you and you, you do look so at me well, you and do. then you just like you just take over and I'm like thank fuck you saved me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just I clearly I have the same look on my face every time and you're like I know that look the one thing that you he's have, just falling asleep the, with his eyes the, the one, the one, yeah, the one thing you haven't done though, it's so funny um, doing the other podcast this week in MMA with Dave one time and we did and like Dave's up in Mackay so we've only ever done one episode I think maybe two um, you know if he was down for UFC or something and you know we've done done an episode here but otherwise we do it over Skype and there was one time when we were, he'd had some drinks or something, like we started later and he'd been out to a work thing and um, was, you know, pissed probably. <laughs> and, and we're talking about something and he sort of stops talking in, in you know, not in mid-sentence, but in a time where, it, like at a point where I was like, you know, I, th- I think there's more to say. I think, there was, you, I think you had more to say then, Dave. Yeah, but then, more to this story. But then I could literally, like, then I'm just like, look, I'm just going to, I'm just going to jump in and just, you know, start talking and just, you know, save things. And, um, and, and then so you I did, hear Dave snoring? Then I keep like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> You're legit. I've never like, done that. And I'm like, I'm like, Dave, Dave, Dave. He says, yeah, what? I said, you fell asleep, mate. <laughs> Did you edit it out or leave it in? Yeah, yeah, no, I edited it out. Oh, that shit! You would, you would never fucking edit it out if I fell asleep. You would. You, it's, it's actually impossible, logistically impossible, for you to fall asleep while we're doing Why? this. Why? 
Because, like, you're literally 30 centimetres away from me. And, I mean, I, I could, could still fall asleep. And you'd be like, fuck, he's falling asleep. This is gold. And you'll start drawing dicks on my face. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't translate. <laughs> Taking photos of it saying, what about this guy? This is the best episode ever. It's, it's, we got the, the, the Instagram has to get content from somewhere, doesn't it? <laughs> we can't leave it all to Hilgenfeld. <laughs> what a fucking legend that guy is. Oh, nice mate. segue. Oh, yeah, you guys just don't know the fucking art of legend that guy is. Um, his legend will continue to grow. Uh, mailbag. Fucking got a lot of variety in the mailbag this week. A lot of things to talk about. Uh, Mr. Underscore Wars. This will be shit. Well, first, the first category I'd like to say is the category of people bitching at the show's daylight. I like to call <laughs> it. Uh, Mr. Underscore Wars said, uh, you, I- you, You've uh, started a little trend of making lists on the weekend. Well, I'd like, a, also, like to also make a list People to bitch about the show being a day late. Excellent. Let's table that. That's going to happen. I second that. Let's pass it. Carried. Okay. Yeah, well, that, that list thing, we'll address that first. That was, that's fucking, I just thought, remember ages ago, years ago, when fucking Jonesy had that list and it was just like I people. I just saw that again. Yeah, like people I'm going to kill and the only person on it was you. Yeah. And I was like. I love and, it. I saw it again and I was like, I'm still there. And there's no thought, one has joined that list. I'm so unique. And all, and all these people like, you know, say Manly's going to get the spoon. Like, because, you know, we got the whole March premise thing and the Sorry April to cut you off, yep. but. I'm still alive, Jonesy. You know, yeah, yeah. You talk, you make your list, you talk a lot of shit, but here I am, still kicking. Multiple opportunities to to yeah, like, act exactly. on, act on that. I mean, exactly. yeah, exactly. Could have fucking, uh, you know, choke me with a fucking rest, watch, watch, watch the grand final, not a rest fault towel, a uh, a rally towel, a rally towel. Yeah, had could, every opportunity. Could have done that, yeah, but um, and everyone's going, oh, you know, because you've got the March premiers and you know the, the April premiers and all that sort of thing, and everyone completely fucking derides any team that's in front who dare say that they're going to win the competition. The same thing goes for the fucking other end of the table, and the amount of people jumping on, going, oh, oh, like just there was actually a lot of anger. I thought I saw, like from other teams, it's like you know, fuck you. <laughs> like, yeah. like it wasn't like ha ha. It was like no, fuck you. Well, a lot of it is, um, you know, it oh, does come from you on the show. Yeah, probably just hammering people. But I just thought, I thought their shit team. I was just like, how am I going to remember all of these cunts in September? When it comes time to jam it up their asses and say, and, "Look at us, you've bagged us," but now we're in Bali, and now and now we're and now we're fucking in the final, and now it's grand final day, and here we are lifting, up the, fucking, lift, lifting up the fucking trophy. And um, you can't honestly think that you're still going to win the comp from here. Oh, fucking easily, right? These things. Could you, you know, imagine if I, I was in that position and I was saying that? What you'd be saying to me, Nathan? But I'm just going to say, I respect your opinion. And yep. uh, I respect your ability to voice that opinion. And may I just clap? And, and may I just expand on that a little bit? And, dis- and also do. say, also say that if you were say it, there would been years of that not happening <laughs> to back you up. Whereas my situation which is exactly which, which, anyway. which, whereas my, my situation is the exact opposite of that. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I mean, if they get out to four or five bucks for the eight, fucking load up on that shit. I'll fucking pay for. Well, fucking God, I pay for a lot of things. Um, now, uh, tissues for everyone who I hand them out to, who's on my list. Uh, <laughs> so now I know. Uh, Mr. War said, on days when I expect this week in league to be available, and it isn't, I go outside and kill something beautiful. And I was like, picks. And then he sent us a picture of like a dead fucking... Peacock. <laughs> a dead peacock on a, on a roadside. Of like, That's hilarious. And then later on, uh, this is after the, the show notes were well and truly finalised. He's like, where's the fucking show? I'm going to I'm gonna, you know, kill my dog. You know, I'm going to kill this dog. And he sent us a picture of him with a dog in a chokehold. And um, so look, yeah, that's fine. Keep racking them up. And send us pictures. Anyway, that dog's eating bones that are fucking bigger than Mr. Wars. <laughs> so <laughs> exactly, and the dog was like a fucking you'd, what you would classify as a lap dog or a, a, slipper, a, dog, with, a slipper with an ass. Yeah. One of those dogs you put in your purse if you're Paris <laughs> yeah, Hilton. Yeah. Exactly right. Um, Saguna, 
My Saguna 85. Saguna. My Saguna 85 for all those who are lucky enough not to follow him. <laughs> what a, I tell you, if, if Mitchell Moses is a fucking germ on the field, Saguna has to be one of the biggest germs on Twitter. The biggest. Um, yeah. And that doesn't oh, mean, that's not Gronk of the Year. That's no. just like, that's just, it's different. Pest. Yeah. Fucking pest. Just, yeah, just pest. He's like, would you put him in the same category as Chapo? And this is no, insulting to both of them for various I, I, different reasons. But. You know, I don't think so. No. Really? Because Chapo will say the most ignorant, fucked up shit, but he'll yeah. sort of just go blah and just put it out there mm. and wait for people to get offended by it and that. But Saguna will fucking hit our account 60 times a day <laughs> with just <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> he, uh, it's just like every Twitter conversation he has with Hagged in it. So you just get you know, a thousand notifications if you have to step away from your, you know, your phone or the you know, your desktop client. Um, but he sent us a tweet uh, this morning. He said, it's 10.20am. I checked my phone for this week's episode. And it's not showing up. Where the fuck is it? Fuck me. Fire up, you lazy cunts. And then he wonders yeah. why I have derogatory things to say about him. Yeah, and I mean, yes, we support the same team. You I support the same that. team, so you think you, you like you know you, you're not you, you know you're not an easy guy to get on the on the good side of you know for for listeners you know because you, you tend to cop a bit, but you think of someone, <laughs> someone who supports the t- same team as you, that's like 75 percent of the way there. Yeah, and yeah. you still fucked it up. <laughs> yeah, he's still back of the line. <laughs> um, Slacko underscore Mitch sent us a suggestion. Can we get a kid-friendly app once a year? Wife turned the channel so fast the other day, she nearly put her finger through the dash. <laughs> we do say... That's an excellent idea, though. A kid-friendly episode. Like, immediately when he's, when, when he's tweeted that and I've read it, I thought, How can, what can we fucking do here to be funny? And it's like an over-the-top, though. It's yeah. like a kid's book. Like, sort of, I don't know if it's an episode, but, but it would be fucking funny and it would be challenging to see if we could if we could actually go through with it and keep it going. So, take it under advisement and like, yeah, I've, I've got ideas about it. I just don't know whether we can do it, but I'm interested. Annie underscore Arky. The lovely. The salubrious. The this delightful. is probably the sex pest. Oof. Would you say, would you, would you categorize her as sex pest? No. Nah. Wait 15 seconds. Okay. Also, seeing as you're persisting in talking about the cheerleaders, can you find out if any of them are gay slash bi slash curious? Curious. Sex pest. Sex pest. Sex pest. You know, oh, we, we brought a lot of sex pests into the, the general uh, Penrith cheerleader vernacular. Yeah, I'm not um, sorry. I'm definitely not sorry um, because you're one of those sex pests and, you know, you're welcome. <laughs> um, oh, I but, have never done anything you know, remotely. And he's the only female one so far. Who's really bought in. Yeah. I think it's a crisis. It's like it's, 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 she, she, she wants the attention that the cheerleaders have, are, are, are all you know, removed from us. She, she wants to be the female. Attention. She gets what? more attention than cheerleaders. Yeah, it's true. From us, not yeah. from the, the rest of the rugby, you know, this week in league population. Don't get me wrong, but fucking how much attention can one girl have? Mm, She's only four, five foot tall. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Erebus Chaos. Fucking cunts not doing tips, sitting on five out of five, should kick them all out of the comp. Hash, useless cunts. So much anger this week. It like it happens so rarely that such a, such a weird round happens where um you know where home teams or the, or the nominal home team goes down. So I believe our comp is set up that the maximum score you can get is five by missing out in your tips. Yep. So that that means even if they did get eight out of eight, that wouldn't it wouldn't actually count. There is a maximum score you can get, but admittedly it's a setting that I haven't really tinkered with or anything. But maybe for next year we might look at something like that because. One of the girls at work um, 
Katie, she's uh, a delightful young lass and um, one of my favourite people. Her uh, her boyfriend plays football for the Ipswich Jets, um, and so she's immersed in yeah. football. Um, he trains three times a week, plays every weekend, yep. training, you know, like striving to make the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Good luck to the man. Katie fucking hates football. Do you got a name? Sorry, got a name. I don't know if I should. Okay, that up. that's right. Um, Katie fucking hates football. Hates really? It with a passion. Really? How? How can you do... Look, I I, yeah, well, yeah, I say that and my fucking wife's exactly the exactly. same. Um, but she's she's further exposed into that environment, exactly. though. She's uh, she's joined the Tipping Com. Yeah. Her, her tipping, like, username is ugh, football. <laughs> Currently <laughs> leading the Tipping Com. Yeah, that's because it's such a weird competition with teams winning that shouldn't be winning and vice versa. Yeah. Lucky Lamps. You cunts should get Greenberg on to talk about the Savage Doggies fans. Oh, God, fuck me dead. No, no, we should not. I'd love to get Todd Greenberg on this show, but unfortunately, you could say there's some history <laughs> between myself and Todd Greenberg. He wouldn't remember the fucking first thing about that, but there is no way he would come within a bull's roar of this show. Because <laughs> he would have someone do a little bit of research. Yeah. Go, uh, Todd, uh, Todd, yeah. uh, about that, uh, Todd, I hope you're listening. <laughs> About that podcast you wanted to go on, uh, abort, abort. Because <laughs> you know you'd play him in with the with uh, Woody Solo's tremendous fucking you know Tom Greenberg's low life piece of shit song. <laughs> because he is a low life piece of shit, the biggest tiger. Encouraging mates to get West Tigers membership and this week in league run TMB merch with one stone. And he's basically saying to his mates, like you get you become a member of West Tigers and I will buy you a run TMB shirt. That's fucking like, fantastic. He's he, he's done his bit. He has well and truly. I mean he, he that he is the the, the Saguna least. Saguna bought a shirt. A uh, no, I don't no. believe Saguna has mm. bought one. To be perfectly honest with you, yeah. not as yet. That order has not come through. No. I'm I'm pretty sure the order for ten. The people no, not at all. I would know that yeah. if an order for ten came through. I would definitely that. notice that. Yeah. The um. Yeah, there's the ones that have been sold. Are, I no think calculators. Don't quote. Me. Don't quote me on this, but I think from memory, the ones, the orders that have come through, are people that I'm not sure who they are, or that if they're, they're not people that are traditionally are like you know the guys that buy every, everything yeah. like this week in league comes out. Sure. With. So, uh, so it's actually new guys. So, just, you know, for the existing Tigers fans, shit card fans, Mr. Wars again, knocking China off the list for this week in league listens today, going to listen to their sultry sounds over some dumplings. Does love a good dumpling. He does. That's not a euphemism, I don't think. I think he actually meant dumplings that time. That time. Right. Well, in that case, he's not, not that big a fan of them. Lynn Shields was uh, watching some classic uh, rugby league. Glorious, the delightful Lynn Shields. She was watching some uh, some old old school. They were showing some old school games on Foxtel or something. The first mention of Dropmo in two thousand and six. I think it may have been Rabs or Gus round fourteen, and Brookie looked lush. Yeah, <laughs> how times have changed. I was going to say, haven't haven't both of those things deteriorated badly? Speaking of classic shit, I got tagged a number of times on Facebook through the week with people um with footage of the Gary Jack and uh, Ian Roberts to do, set to, whatever you want to call it. Tate, um, Tate. And it was kind of like a news a news article about it as well. So you kind of had the um, the Biffo and then intercut with, um, you know, footage of Gary Jack being interviewed about it and footage of Ian Roberts being, yeah. 
Yeah, Gary Jack fucked up. Then later on in the week, Gary I saw- Jack tried to tell me how to make mashed potato. How's that happen? Sorry. What? When he was a uh, real estate agent in Blacktown, the yeah. house that I was renting, no, Nicklin and I were renting at the time. Yeah. Was up for sale. Yeah. And um, it had a bit of a problem with I don't know if it was a fucking rising damp issue or some of the mortar at the, at the back was deteriorating fucking at a rapid rate of knots and some of the bricks were coming loose yep. brickwork um and gary jack made that much of a fucking pest of himself coming through and trying to come through <laughs> unannounced with numerous uh you know interested parties um i made sure that i bought every single one of them out the back and pointed out the brickwork to them <laughs> until, suck a dick. until we found a place to fucking elsewhere to rent and then you know they could do what the fuck they wanted um but he was obviously I gave Gary Jack a bit of a spray. Yeah. Um, because he rocked up at my house at 6.30 at night on, unannounced. Yeah. Wanting to bring people through. And you know you have to give people 24 hours notice, right? Uh, if you're, yeah, if you're a landlord, he used yeah. To, he used to do that and say, oh, look, I know I've got to give you notice, but um, I've just uh, I've just got these people here. You didn't mind if we come through. And I was pretty accommodating for the first fucking yeah. four times. Then you grabbed me by the tie, pulled his head down and just started fucking up and cutting the hell out of him. <laughs> then like I had a shit, I'd had a shit day. <laughs> yeah. Which is always a really fucking bad time to yeah. to pull shit like this, and he come in and these poor people. I don't think they were that interested in buying the house after I had my say so, to Gary Jack. <laughs> then the next time when he did actually give twenty four hours notice, he come through and he was like a little fucking dog with the tail between his legs, and he's trying to make conversation. And I'm cooking dinner, and he's trying to tell me how to cook mashed potato and tell me to fucking chop onion up and put it in. And you know, I'm like Gary. Thank you for your advice. I really appreciate it. But you know what looked like mashed potato? You, after Ian Roberts was finished with it. Didn't so, actually say that. Really wish I should have. So, it was taking the video and it was going around. Then other rugby league Facebook pages started picking it up. And I just noticed that like a one of my Facebook friends had liked a post on there and it came up. And I think I was like, oh, hang on a minute. Someone had said, oh, yeah, it was because Gary Jack called him a poof. You know, quote. Right. But Jim Sedaris himself gets on there. And says, where, where was this from? This is on face on on a, a rugby league page that had, uh, and someone actually, you know, they're tagging players in and things like that. To, so Jim Sedaris gets in there himself to to quote on this situation and says, he would have been playing with Ian Roberts at the time. I th- uh, maybe Sedaris might have been a little bit after that. Okay, I think because this was like 1991, I think, and Sedaris was kind of in the grand final era in the middle of the 90s. So I don't think he was for there for Manly, not for South. Oh, for South, yeah. Oh, yeah, in the South, of course. Yeah. Well, they would have had time together at South, maybe yeah. in the yeah before Ian Roberts. Yeah. So Jim Sedaris, Gary ripped off in in a business venture that cost him 80 grand. Peter Tunk lost money too. Yeah, Gary Jack, Tunks, yeah. G- Gary Jack got what he deserved, and pe- and people, it wasn't because Jackass called Robo a poof PMSL. True story. So I just thought, yeah, that's very interesting. Fucking water, just <laughs> dealing out the justice in the in goal. <laughs> and still one of the, the absolutely best floggings you see on a rugby league field. I mean, one of the one of the greats. And <laughs> Gordon Tallis on Ben Ross comes close, but. Gary yeah. Jack did cop it, but yeah, because Ben Ben, beating. Ben Ross's modelling career wasn't ruined by his his set two with Gordon Tallis. No, I don't, I don't know that he had a promising modelling career. And I'm not sure Gary Jack did either. But um, Ian Roberts certainly put a line through. Absolutely, G Jack in terms of the modelling. Absolutely, yeah. Yep. No, his portfolio is never the same. That's true. This guy. This fucking guy. I stole Glenn's line about Gary Jack at lunch today because it came up, only to find out my colleague is good friends with the Jack kid. Kept burying myself, was gold. He saw the funny side. Some things are too funny to get offended. I'm sure Sour laughs. 
I honestly, at I couldn't actually remember what the fuck I'd said. I think he said that he hit him so he, he, that Ian Roberts hit Gary Jack so so hard his kid uh, got knocked his kid into AFL or you know like <laughs> yeah, yeah right something on. like that. No, that is pretty funny. I think if the, if that's the one he's talking about, that's the one that I, that I recall. Schlips, aka R Popsh. <laughs> Love the he's blo- gonna have to have his own segment this guy, <laughs> yeah. surely. Love the blooper at the end of the app. You should add a couple every week. I'm sure there'd be enough material, LOL. <laughs> we never well, make uh, mistakes except for that one time last week. Jokes on you, Schlips. The reason that was there is because it happened. You know what we should do at the end of every show? <laughs> have a fucking recording of all your nicknames. <laughs> <sighs> Hannah's cut <Should> cousin. <laughs> Which is actually true. <laughs> yeah. oh, fucking Nostradamus. Uh, exactly. Uh, Solzy04. The only problem with the uh, early release of This Week in League, obviously he's talking about last week, not like these bitches talking about this week, is that there's no more This Week in League to listen to this week. Oh, that's that's delightful. You know what Solzy's not saying? What's that? Is that this week's episode is late. Well, this you know week... why? Because he's not a fucking cockhead. Yeah, and also, and because I think it actually probably suits him. He's like, well, great. Now I've got just enough This Week in League to listen to exactly. through to the end of the week. You're welcome. The base chapo. Well done, this lads. Black. Yeah, see, this is, when you when you react based on the Twitter name, I would say ninety nine point nine percent of the time you look like a cunt because the tweet's actually a nice one. Okay. <laughs> Chapo said, "Well done, lads. You were one hundred percent in what you said about Ferguson in saying that you lost Roosters listeners. LOL. Hash shit fans. No, I didn't. We're not ANZ Stadium. And They'll keep ke- coming back to us. Sorry, Allianz. Fuck, that would have worked so well if I didn't cock it up. Chapo again. Also, in regards to GT351 underscore John's tweets, the Bulldogs are running a comp where you earn points for tweets, retweets, and likes. So, yeah. It's called, it's like, it's like. Dogs of rewards. Hash dogs of rewards. Yeah. That's good. So he's so so when I said that he was you know giving sweet dick sucks to to the dogs mm-hmm. you know I was I was correct and he, and he was doing it for a reason. Shanta eighty six. Given the creative genius of at Hilgenfeld and at Solzy zero four, my only chance of returning is this week in league super fan of the year is breaking my hand decking Robert Louis. <laughs> it's probably you do have fucking probably got biscuit hands as well. That'd be Scotch fingers. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say Scotch fingers because then. Um, a discussion opened up that we, that we were tagged in about, you know, when's the anniversary of that and, you know, what's the halftime entertainment now and what are they going to do, you know, are you going to have like a commemoration or something? And then I, then I suggested... People lay a wreath in the middle of the park. <laughs> well, well, I was suggesting that everyone who everyone comes through the gates gets like a, a, a snack pa- a snack size pack of Scotch Finger Biscuits <laughs> and then at halftime they do a sem- ceremonial snap of the, you know, snap the two biscuits apart. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. So it's really funny that you actually fucking said Scotch Finger Biscuits. Well, I haven't actually seen that. It dovetailed nicely. It's really, um, I don't know if I should be proud or appalled <laughs> when our brains sort of come along the same wavelength. Yeah, yeah our, 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 uh, our, our brains are synced like um, the Valente's periods. Yeah. Steve. What? <laughs> the Valente sisters. Is that all the Veronicas? Just talentless? <laughs> Well, you know, I guess that depends how you feel about the Veronica's too. Because <laughs> let me tell you, that song you ruined me or whatever it was fucking ruined me, ruined my ears. Yeah, well, it made them probably several million dollars, so. Ruined my car when I fucking success. crashed into a tree to get away from the fucking noise. <laughs> <laughs> the cacophony. Steve O wins. At Steve O wins. He's changed his name a little bit. Given he's gonna, he's uh, heading into a new career. Yes. I won't get too specific on it. But, uh, Is it male prostitution? It should be. Look. It's probably cryptic to say, but there is a heavy element of male prostitution in his new career, yes. And I'm saying that fucking seriously, like, I'm not even fucking joking. Seriously. Okay. 
Send me your number. He said, I can't remember the last time I heard Nate Savage and Manly play like four in this episode. <laughs> you just T-Rex. wait. You just wait, motherfucker. T-Rex. Yeah, I think T. I think yeah, I think T. Rex. I can't. I see that tweet and I'm just like, I honestly don't remember. Even fucking, I don't think I savaged anybody to be honest. But this episode, on the other hand, you might hear something. M fifty one avoider. Any more thought to assigning original member numbers? Yes. Yes, we have given it thought. Have given it thought. Well, well uh, I was, then I sort of tweeted back and forth a little bit. So, you know, look, how, how do you think this will work? So, I, I, can, I have the order of when people bought memberships. So that person, you know, no, no matter what happened this year with memberships, you sign on. You signed on year one. You know, the numbers go accordingly. And in year two, if you re-up, obviously that doesn't matter. Your numbers, you, you know, your numbers, your number. And if you're a new person this year, then your number goes on to the end of whatever the, you know, whatever it's up to. And if you're a season, if you're a 2014 member who didn't re-up, your number's still your number. I was like, do we, you know, do they get cut out and then everyone no pushes way. up? No. I said no. So everyone keeps their number, and we can probably figure that. out. But look, you know, let's be real. That's probably going to be an off-season thing because ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> Unke- I got bronchitis. <laughs> I was looking for a cold pop. <laughs> Unky D. I've decided to get a Twill membership instead of Manly. Can only bring myself to support one band of incompetent fools. He's, he's a fucking degenerate, that bloke, but thank he's, you for your purchase. Oh, look, I, look, I, I, don't, I don't feel like the de- degenerate's a word, but he's very fucking sour lately. Well, he's he's dealing with the bird. You wake up every morning and you step on a stool in order to reach the mirror so you can look into it. And you think, my, you know, my brother is a cockhead. My brother's a cockhead, and I'm not even remotely, remotely, as successful or as good looking as him. And he's a cockhead. <laughs> my brother is a cockhead. This like here so, I am, this, looking in the you, mirror at myself, standing <laughs> on this fucking stool, and I'm ashamed of myself. You really, you like, you've had to really smite Andy in that. <laughs> <laughs> then he hops point. down off his stool, paints himself blue, puts on his little white hat, and fucks off to the mushrooms. La, 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> the, the worst thing is, I can see, I can, I can see it. <laughs> I see Photoshop <laughs> in my future. Um, also, sorry, yeah, I just want to say, because you haven't sunk no. the boot up far enough up his ass. How? Let's see how I much. Just, that guy. It's fucking bitching about people hammering him on Twitter, right? Yeah. About being trolled, etc. Yeah. I fucking wish I had the inclination, all the time, all the energy, to go back to last season because it was fucking merciless. That gun was at me every fucking week with multiple tweets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's little, it's like just firing his little cap guns at me. Yeah, yeah. And now shoes on the, the shoes on the other teeny tiny foot, <laughs> and he's just not liking it one little bit. I love it. So, um, shout out to the days, Alex underscore day underscore, and uh, he bought his sister Emily, E M M D A Y Y Y, on Twitter. Are you sure it's Emily? Yes. I thought it was Emma. I think it's I think it's Emily. Fuck, we should really get better at that. Yeah. I want to say Emily. Yeah, I just want to call it M. Yeah, that was M Day. He bought her a membership for an early birthday present, and basically, basically sent her a tweet saying, "Like you know, he's an early birthday present, fucko." And 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 he got one for himself as well. So she then tweeted us saying that we can't get rid of her now. 
Was we like, don't want to get rid of Like we're trying. I mean, yeah. we've already stated our love for filthy mouth women. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> dude, don't, don't worry. Your brother will go before you. <laughs> Facebook. He, he's a Dennis Valente of that relationship. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for your membership purchases. <laughs> Facebook. Saguna. You can't, you can't even bring yourself to do like the... the, oh, the I did it before. Anymore. How many times an episode do you want me to do? First, The first thing I want to say is he, he, sent us, he sent us a fucking message on Facebook the other day and it was just like, like hey fellas, comma. Yeah. That's, that's it. it. That's it. Please make up your own bullshit and then, story. And like, you can say like, oh, there was a delay in it going through. No. 15 minutes later when he's probably seen the tweet and all the fucking rain come down over his over his fuck up then he's and he's just it was just a rant about about basically fuck manly and like oh I'm going to say all this shit and I don't and I don't give a fuck cuz I know you know it's going to come back to bite me but I'm going to fucking enjoy myself now and you know I don't give a fuck and yeah, okay then he sent like a rational one through later on I think it was today hey cunts I've calmed down now, so I want to bring this question to you. Which opposition player do you hate the most when they score against your team? I'm pretty sure I speak for all Tigers fans. Well, this is good because I'm sitting with a Tigers fan. I'm pretty sure I speak with for all Tigers fans when I say Gaznia. That long jaw, sore splurging, comeback towards the end of the NRL to win a comp. You played no part in human being of a cunt. Could be out the whole season, come back in the last week of the season, play the Tigers, score three tries, and walk his way into a representative jersey. That, just like that. His record against us was nearly 20 tries in about 12 games. Games. DJ X playing, can you confirm that? <laughs> I just couldn't understand. And you know he will. Yeah, I just couldn't understand why the Tigers found it so hard to tackle him. The only person to ever man up to him uh, for King Paddy. Look, <laughs> I want to say Ben Cray. Yeah, why? Does he score? Does he score often against? He's, he uh, has. Tigers? He's had a bit of a habit. I don't know what the number is, and I'm sure people are going. That only happened twice. Anyway. I seem to have this memory of fucking thinking that the Tigers were in games and then all of a sudden Ben Cray breaks free on the edge and dives over and fucking and like, kills oh. off our chances. It seems to have happened at least three times, but um and in general my you know, my disdain for Ben Cray. Mm. Um Yeah, and the fact that, you know, I am on record on numerous occasions calling him softest human alive yep. and then he manages to kill off my team, it's not a good look. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think I don't have a single player that I don't really I, I'm just do I I can't think of anyone I because I've had this you know I had this I message you know if what most got trick or something against Manly I'm not sure you'd be a big fan of yeah, it yeah but I mean that's only like the first you know that's this is it's like this season there's T-Rex. one chance for it to happen T- see I don't care T- I don't even consider T-Rex to be a Manly player really. like you know I don't remember any of that because he, he barely did anything good for us so apart from that one time where he fucking stomped a mud hole in Billy Slater Otherwise, I don't have fond memories. I mean, I don't have fond memories of him. But I don't have. I, I never. It was because I was never in love with him as a manly player. I don't. It doesn't. I don't really yeah, care about him coming matter. back. So it's. I'm really, really fucking struggling to think about anyone it could be. Basically, just any shit players, I guess. Like you know, your Reddies of the world, or you know, your fucking. Like, I don't lot, know. Trolling news article saying that um, there was a couple. Something about Joel Reddy, like, being included on a list of class centres that it was going to be off contract at the end of the season. Fucking please. Fucking And hell. something about him... Was there something about him... No. I may have that wrong. I thought there was something about him, an origin. Oh, for fuck's sake. You, you've, you've, that's someone, that's what you want. That's when you want to start and they finish at one in a row. Stop Jeez. gargling the bong water, please. Matt Landrigan. 
aka the Aussiest man alive, the Lucky Undies. I felt a surge of power when I pulled them on this afternoon. Newcastle soft draw finished. Now I have to hide the Lucky Undies from the wife. I caught her trying to wash them during the week. Sure, they're starting to make my balls itch. Sure, I had to ankle tap them before I put them on. Sure, the front of them starting to get a bit like cardboard, but I'm a team player just doing my part, and I can't let her wash the luck or suspicious stains off them. What effect does cardboard have on shiitake mushrooms? Don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Just feel a sin, Now, just general stuff. Uh, memberships. Uh, last week, I said on the show that I thought there was 20 left. I actually, I was wrong. I think it was eight or nine, and they took about two days to go, and that's it. Memberships are done. So, put it out on Twitter. Should we get more, or you know, should it be tough tit? Three all, the vote came through. So, I don't I, really I don't feel... like the idea of it being tough luck. I think if people, you know, people were, were a little bit tardy. Yeah, I don't think they should be penalised for by not being able to support the show because you know. Well, I mean, this, the 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 flip side of that is there's obviously there's plenty of ways to support the show. But you know, membership is the pinnacle. People yeah. want to be long. People yeah. want to be part of the cool group. The problem is, if there's only three people that want memberships that don't have them at the moment, that's there's not economically viable to create three mm. membership packs. We would need at least twenty probably to make it viable. So that's the challenge right there. Maybe when Tiger Benji buys 10 shirts, you can buy 10. You want to hit us up on Facebook or something and, and let us know your intentions? Then, you know, we Lord could knows, probably. That cunts yeah. fucking Lismore. We could probably accommodate, but otherwise, that's why we that's why we fucking pumped them and pumped them and pumped them every week because. Well, the reason we pumped them hard this year is because it took us until the Twillies episode to sell out last year, which yeah, is exactly. the second last episode of the season after the grand final. Um, this year, it sold out before Origin. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's amazing. And uh, super, super appreciative and happy for the, the support. And um, But what happens if orders keep trickling in? What are we going to do then? What do you mean? Well, if we keep selling them up until the second last episode of the season. The uh, inventory is zero. So you cannot... Yeah, see, this is my problem. So you can't... Maybe it's a salesman coming out of me. Maybe. Never pass up a sale. Yeah, well, maybe. But I mean, we don't have a sale. We passed up yet. We only have people like saying saying they're gonna. Yeah. This is the thing. Gunners don't fucking pay for things. Gunners, gunners don't, gunners, gunners don't pay for membership membership packs to be produced, and you know the associated setup hey, hey, costs and things like you, that. You preach into the choir there. So, I understand that. So if the demand, basically, what I'm saying is, if the demand is long is uh, is high enough, then yes, we will produce some more. Because honestly, I don't but think it has to be twenty. It'd have to be 20. It'd have to be because, I mean, an Australian dollar at the moment and everything like that, all supply costs and everything because everyone, it's just, everyone buys, you know, buys their products in and then they print on them and, you know, or whatever they do with them and everyone's costs go up because the Australian dollar's tanking like fucking ridiculousness at the moment. I mean, even the scarves, like we saw the the scarves have gone up $2. Yeah, exactly. $2 per scarf from when we first floated the idea of getting them, so... Just nuts. Um, through the week, people had an idea uh, for the hashtag that would, they used was uh, Immortwills. So like Immortals, I guess, like Hall of Fame sort of stuff for, for this week in league. For Twill Nation, for members, and just, uh, just I guess, for associ- associated around the show. I like it. I like it. I think it's a great idea. It needs I mean, some work. Mr. Wars, Sam went into incredible fucking detail. He really did. Trying to allocate like Sam points for various tasks. and Come up with when you're sitting in a fucking seedy hotel room in China. 
yeah. know, having had your way with, you know, with, with multiple people and, and, you know, various life forms of, of differing genders. Yeah. Um, you know, and you, you're just about spent. And then you muster up the last remnants of energy from your body and you yeah. come up with fucking tweet after tweet after tweet and a list and a fucking a perspective monologue. like point you know, points thing, like yeah, how it breaks down, like you know, you do a point system and you get five hundred points for doing this or hundred points for doing that. Yeah. Fuck me, that would be hard to administer. Like the actual like it a running be. a running a running total of yeah. all that sort of stuff. I mean, it would take some DJ. Which is why yeah, which is why I don't think it's it's a matter of like a point thing. I think that you know the people yeah, that are kind of up there, and this is something that doesn't happen on a year. You know, like on a the intake would be, you know, there'd be someone probably inducted on a yearly basis, maybe multiple people. There'd be like an inaugural sort of class that you know would probably go through, um, because once again, you know, this is the sixth year of doing it, so you know we know people that have, you know, really done some amazing yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, like for me personally, I put like the co-hosting thing as like the the highest pinnacle because. That's about as fucking helpful as you can get to the show. As far yeah. as, I mean, especially when we had. Oh, that's that's your way of getting into the group, though. Really, as a co-host. Well, gets you in, and uh, and and the people who've done slightly less episodes, like Sam and. Okay. <laughs> Good times. But yeah, so look, look, that's something would be very interesting to do. It'd just be a lot of thought. It's an I think off-season like how to, job, maybe. It's an off-season job, but it's also how to. More content to, too, more content for the off season, so it's good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, run TMB. I'm, I'm very, very disappointed. I, I thought that Tigers fans, after years of fucking Tigers in decline and all this sort of stuff, they get a shirt tailored to them, and I thought they'd be fucking into it. It's only a matter of time, Nathan. It is a matter of time, but fuck me, dead. Hang on, mate. Just listen. Just listen to me for one second. We've had. Three, three seasons, four seasons of of utter tripe. Yeah. Let's be honest. Let's be real. You waiting for the bandwagon to fill up again? I just think people they're like you know they're like timid little bears. <laughs> timid little bears. They want to come out. Of, timid little tigers. They want to come <laughs> out of the woods. Fancy that. And they're just they're just having a bit of look around the corner. They're just waiting for the next <laughs> fucking fifty point drubbing from South <laughs> to fucking club them over the head. So they're reluctant. They're reluctant to get really confident. They're not like me. <laughs> they don't think the Tigers are going to win the comp every year. They're like, we've been shit for a few years. We're looking okay. We've got some work. We've still got some elements of shit. But we're managing to overcome that. We just we just don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. When it is becoming obvious that this is the year of run TMB, I think we'll be flooded with orders. Look, out of the people, we do the demographic thing at the end of the season in the Twilly Awards voting. Of the people who filled out that information for us, thank you. The demographic is clearly most listeners. The the, the largest team representation of listeners for the show is Manly, followed by West Tigers. Out of the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of West Tigers, people who declared themselves as as West Tigers affiliated, mm. all, all I'm saying is timid little tigers and all that sort of thing. Put that aside, I think 25 or whatever the fucking low bar was. I think we said it 20 then. I was uh, like, fuck you, 25. I want this shit done. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> what we're saying is we set the bar, like, you know, so, so low that fucking fair, the set, have, steady Eddie could hurdle it. That's I how low we set it. Exactly. 
Quentin could fucking high jump it. You probably like, could. Chapo. Like probably. Sergei Bubka. Ch- Chapo could probably have a go. <laughs> get his fucking mouth off the ground. Get over it. Yeah. Um, look, I probably haven't pushed it hard enough personally. I should be really hitting people up every day and making sure. I just haven't found that time yet. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> because the next show is coming. That's why, anyway. That, that's why, because the next show is coming. Uh, there are a couple of people on Twitter who will be aware of the Pew 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 shirt coming. It looks fucking great. And it's, it, it's even better because it's not like specifically tailored to rugby league. Although we know. Surely that could be modeled by. Some oh. uh, some cheerleaders. Yeah, just saying. Yeah, oh, it, we could get them on board. Uh, oh, oh, it will be it will be modelled as 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 a number of other uh, this week in league merchandise by the uh, the lovely pen of cheerleaders. That shirt's going to happen. The concepts are sort of done. Um, it's really I'm just waiting to hear back on how much it's going to cost to produce them because it's slight slighter slightly larger degree of difficulty I think in the printing because we want to have some quite large. You know, like literally from the bottom hem up to the, you know, the shoulder hem. So it's going to be fucking awesome. And uh, we'll put some stuff up on uh, Instagram and uh, on Twitter and uh, let you guys have a look at it and uh, go from there. Actually, I might actually put it out on Twitter as well because maybe there might be some color variations for this one as far as the color of the t-shirt. So um, I just did a couple of, of random ones. the prototypes look fucking awesome. Yeah, they look, they look really good. One of them looks uh, shit, but the others look great. Yeah, and the one that looks shit, I mean, it's because it's like storm colors pretty much, yeah. you know, like, and it was, you know, done on purpose. But yeah, that's coming too. So uh, stay tuned. News. Okay, uh, first story this week, obviously. Uh, biggest story of the week, and I think it may go down as one of the largest stories of the year. When ugly scenes followed South Sydney's 18-17 win over the Doggies on Friday. Good Friday, they say. And uh, the Bulldogs fans, including launching objects at the referees as they left the field at the conclusion of the game. Now, um, the Dogs turned on the game's officials after a late penalty helped the Rabbitohs win the Round 5 game. And uh, the Bulldogs were leading 17-16 in the dying stages. And uh, a speculative field goal attempt from Adam Reynolds went wide and short of the target. However, James Graham's charge down attempt saw him cannon into Reynolds' standing leg, caused an injury to Adam Reynolds. And of course, doesn't matter whether it's accidental or on purpose. can be careless, but it was attacking the leg nonetheless. And uh, he was penalised. Graham was penalised for dangerous play. And uh, the Rabbitohs were awarded a penalty goal 10 metres out directly in front of the post. So the 10 metres out came from um, where, the, where the ball landed, I think. And then the directly in front of the post part came from that's what happens in that situation when it's a, a foul on a field goal, and uh, which is a correct decision. No, no ref's fault coming from us. Uh, but the Doggies fans were fucking furious. Furious. They really were. Clemmer and Graham went spastic. Um, Clemmer got simbined. Uh, Graham was probably very close as well. And then the siren blows. Objects start raining on the referees as they leave the field. And uh, a member of the crew fell to the ground after appearing to be hit by a bottle. Uh, Raylene Castle tweeted out, Even though we lost, it's unacceptable for fans to throw bottles. We'll work to find the culprits. Hash proud to be a bulldog. A heavy police presence was on hand to see the Rabbitohs players from the field, and um, they literally became bottleless gits. Yeah, well, yeah, the, the Canterbury fans, absolutely, you know, because they had thrown all their bottles onto the field. Now, the the postscript to that is that uh, 
Canterbury have obviously had a lot of soul-searching about what they could do as a PR move, and what they elected to do is not fight James Graham's contrary conduct charge at the judiciary, and accepted all of the other sanctions that stemmed from that Grabados game. So Graham was charged twice. Surprise me, given Des Hasler was involved. Just saying, I think yeah. he's been overridden by uh, Ray Lane. I think so too. I don't, yeah, you know, Des Hasler wouldn't fucking volunteer for this unless he thinks that you know down the end of the season. It's going to be a, a nice little uh, you know siege mentality, us versus them thing to yeah. draw on, you know, when it can, when it gets to the business end. Um, so yeah, Graham was cited for the contrary conduct towards referee Jared Sutton, and once for dangerous conduct for a tackle on Reynolds, the tackle on Reynolds, and uh, yeah, so they they uh, Des Hasler was considering fighting the contrary conduct charge. However, the Bulldogs have accepted the four match suspension on the combined charges, and all the other charges they've accepted amount to uh, Sam Cassiano uh, dangerous contact. Clemmer's contrary conduct and Lisha contrary conduct and I think he I think he'll play though I think he was uh, under the threshold of points I didn't actually see Lisha's involvement no I, me neither Clemmer was fairly graphic yep, yep. Um, deserved to be sin bin Clemmer gets three matches Cassiano gets two and Lisha he fell under the threshold so with a guilty plea so he uh, gets to play and Graham how many uh, Graham four total for yep. the combined charges right pretty um Pretty disappointing all round, I think. Um, ref- first, of, first and foremost, referees got the decision right. Um, that's the funniest part, though. Like, you- <laughs> I just think that it's not a rule that's commonly known, and the, no, like, no. the players on the field didn't know the fucking rule because they're no. like, "The ball landed over there." Well, it doesn't matter. Apparently, that's mm. the rule. Um, I saw people, which I love. I love when people find pages out of the rule book yeah. and post yeah. pictures. Yeah, <laughs> there was one picture saying if the kicker of the field goal. Um, delays his attempt um, in order to get, you know, creamed. The, well, yeah, to yeah. get the, the the player attempting to charge down it to just to dive or whatever in his yeah. general direction. Um, then it can't be deemed foul play. I don't think Reynolds delayed his kick. He didn't delay his kick, and no one's oh. saying it was actually like deliberate foul play either. Hey, you can I charge think down James field Graham goal. is a magnificent competitor. Yeah. I think he's a fucking fantastic captain, and I'd love to have him in my side in a heartbeat. Yep, yep. And I've stated that last season on the sh- on the show. Um, and and none of this changes my opinion of James Graham by any stretch. I um I don't think it, he intended to to take out a leg. I don't think he was he was trying to go anywhere near his legs. I think he was trying to charge a fucking ball down. Yep. And guess where the ball emanates from? Yeah, the foot. Exactly. So you obviously in and that how direction. How many charge down attempts do you see and? They don't fucking get a leg. Yeah, very, was, they very rarely reach the guy because exactly. they're kind of jumping. You know, he's he was you know a victim of his own speed. I think off getting off the yeah. line to to make a decent charge down attempt. I, I, you know, I don't think there was intent there, but that is irrelevant. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Because um, that's one thing he correct. didn't mean to do it. Yeah, that, that doesn't matter. That's why we got careless and things would I be like pissed that. Language. Off if my team lost like that, yes, I would. Would I throw bottles at referees? No. Would I fucking if I was the captain of the team? Would I scream in the referee's face? Probably not. Because I don't think Graham knew the rule either. No. So it's hard to make an argument when one person knows a rule and the person making the the, the fierce, most fierce argument against the decision doesn't actually know the fucking rule. Yeah. Yeah. Um. The the, the thing I've got the biggest issue with, um, you know, aside from the fan behaviour, and a lot of Bulldogs fan, there's a lot of toing and froing about. Yeah, there's king hitting going on outside yeah, the, the stadium I, as well. I, I, you know. There's an element of that in every fan base in every professional sport ever. But gee, do the Bulldog fans have it in their game? See, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't necessarily agree with that. Although, I suspect it, they might have the most incidents on record, though. 
Yes. I, I suspect you're probably correct there. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing I've got the biggest problem with is James Graham, he, he, why can't he point properly? <laughs> the fuck is with the crooked finger of red yeah I've been broken I, a thousand times probably it, does it not extend is he probably broken said, a thousand times someone someone said oh I think he, he was um, he didn't want to be rude by pointing at the ref so in, you, you give the crooked finger of red and then you scream in the cunt's face and that's okay I'm going to try that at Woolies it's rude to point I'm going to <laughs> that's apparently it I'm going to pop on down to Woolies and the 16 year old checkout chick there next time she takes too long to bag my fucking groceries the crooked finger of fucking beard is coming out, and I'm going to scream in her face. I should have wish I had a thought of that when I was at fucking Woolies on Sunday, getting uh, after spending two hundred bucks on groceries there, and then and then they go, "Oh, you were out of the Dominoes." Oof! Fucking tell me you're out of the yeah. Dominoes. <laughs> Just was he pretending to hold a pistol? I saw someone, you know, quite intelligently yeah. Photoshop a pistol into his hand. It was brilliant. Um, it was it was weird. It was awkward. Mm-hmm. I was like Graham. What are, you, what are you doing? I just... I, I can't understand. You know, he gets it so right with his passion and his aggression in so many ways and his leadership and his, his play and, and he can't fucking point. Yep. Why? Why, James? Yeah. Imagine, though, imagine if that something like that happened and it wasn't the right decision. Wouldn't you just want fucking... Your fans, you'd just be throwing flares and everything, wouldn't you? No, you wouldn't. <laughs> like, for example, last year... In one of the finals games, when oh, uh, when Manly oh, was going for a field goal, and fucking Josh and Josh Reynolds was and Josh Reynolds was like you know thirty meters offside, going to charge down, <laughs> charge down Daly Cherry Evans' attempt at field goal that would have won the game. Fucking look, all I'm gonna say is there were no Manly fans fucking king hitting people, throwing shit. I just doing any of that look, shit. I don't have that in my game. Um, if a referee, you know, harmed a member of my family, I'd probably fucking hoik a bottle at him. That's probably the line. Put it this way: If I didn't fucking, if I didn't throw a brick through fucking Matt Chechen's head down at Seabus, formerly Skilled Stadium, when he gave that penalty to fucking Preston Campbell for diving and said that Matt Orford tripped him and like that was the deciding penalty of the game, if I didn't do that, then fair chance to say that I've, <laughs> I'm probably not going to do anything like that to a referee ever as much as I'd like to. Yeah, I, I get that, that rugby league and, and people's passion for their teams at times does fill a little void in their life, but I think if, you, if you're getting that over-the-top worked up that you're going to... Maybe find another week, hobby. Yeah, yeah like Something. you need to give it away. It's just like, it's like anything in life. You, you can't be that intense. yourself an early grave there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you see fucking old mate from J-Car... Okay, fucking NRL needs to give them two points. Yeah. No, mate. No, they don't. Because you know what? People can bitch and moan about the referees all they fucking like. And, oh, the standard ref- and, and they do every fucking week. We're not putting ref's fault on a scarf because it's fucking something we invented. Exactly. I mean, this is something that's been absolutely fucking smashed in our faces, you know, increasingly more and more every year. And spooked by you, every manly loss since the history of the show. Uh, you can actually go back through history and that's uh, not the case. Okay, but, uh, I don't have that sort of time, but um, everyone go back and memory, listen to which is pretty fucking five good. seasons of this week in league. Go through every episode and and pinpoint how many were blamed on the referees. Okay, you'd be lucky. There was a one where Jared Hayne was through the five meter forward pass. That's definitely on there, guaranteed. <laughs> Other than that, though, there's, it's hard. It's it's probably hard to say. Um, but yeah, dog, doggies fans. You know, I know it you're a bunch of kebab-eating terrorists, oh. but fuck. 
You have to edit that out. <laughs> Fuck, I stand by it. Let's be standing. <laughs> old, uh, old Aussie, Aussie Lando, the Aussiest man alive. He, uh, he sent us a thing on Facebook saying, uh, he, was, he was sort of asking, you know, well, you know, what we thought of it. And I sort of said, yeah, you know, it's funny that it's the referees for once were right and they're still copping it. And he said, yeah, that's the funniest thing. Much like Adam Reynolds, the Bulldogs fans don't have a leg to stand on. And I thought, that's gold. I'm putting that on the show. Cheers, copper. Next story. And it's a two-part story because this developed. This is the benefits of having the having the show a day later. I mean, this story started and finished and developed over the course of a day. Blake Ferguson is set to begin negotiations with the Roosters for a new upgraded contract following the departure of Roger Tuivasa-Sheck to the Warriors. The Roosters' fullback announced that he's penned a big money three-year deal across the Tasman at the end of the year, which has increased the importance of extending Ferguson's deal beyond this year. Having signed for the club or with the club for bottom dollar following his sacking by Canberra and 22-month exile from the game, uh, Sam Ayub, Ferguson's manager, said that he will repay, repay the faith the club showed in him by not testing the open market. We're not going to the market with him. The Roosters showed good faith in him when no one else would, and we don't feel the need to test the market. They supported him when not many were prepared to. There will be some loyalty there, and it's a matter of coming up with a suitable deal for both parties. It's understood that he is looking for a two- to three-year deal, which will keep him at Bondi Junction until at least the end of 2018. Roosters recruitment officer Peter O'Sullivan said they're yet to discuss the length of a new contract with the versatile outside back in no rush to put pen to paper as he recovers from serious foot injury. So two of Arsashek's shock departure also opens the door for Daniel Tupo, Sean Kenny Dow and James Maloney to stay at the club next season. Tupo is one of the club's next priorities while Kenny Dow has been linked with a move to Super League. Surely you'd let Kenny Dow go. I mean, like he peaked in 2011... Or was it 2010? When 2010. was it? We took the intercept to, to, to win the yeah, epic 100 well, game. Yeah. No, it was fantastic. I mean, you, uh, probably, you probably don't remember that game because it didn't really have a lot to do with you except for no. fucking driving a stake through your heart Yeah. for 100 minutes. Yes. Did projectile vomit into the, the trough at the Caxton, having been so worked Tigers up. Tigers were leading like 14 nil in that game, weren't they? Mate. We're not talking about the Tigers. We're talking about the Roosters, <laughs> and we're talking about Roger Tuivasa-Sheck's <laughs> massive fucking deal with the Warriors, which is fantastic news for Roger. Um, he's copying it from the Roosters fans, um, but by all reports, the Warriors were paying, offering to pay double what the Roosters were. Yeah. you can't, you can't blame it. I heard the Roosters, the Roosters were giving four hundred, which you know what, that's a good deal for a young player who's coming up. That's an upgrade. It's a good deal. I'm not going to hate on the Roosters, but, you know, for saying, you know what, this is what you're worth. And this is what we think you're worth to our club, with the salary cap in mind, and you know, in light of you know the fact that yeah, you know, you're still in the early stages of your career in the NRL. We know you've got a big future, mm-hmm. but uh, four hundred thousand dollars is, is we've got a lot of fucking value. players to fit under the sombrero. Yeah, four hundred is what we can afford. Four hundred is a great deal, though. So too. it's an upgrade. I think the Roosters have handled it well. Eight hundred coming from the Warriors, apparently. If you if you then put that on the table, you you could handle it a certain way, but. You'd be fucking nuts. Nuts. If you were a Kiwi. Especially with that in mind, I'm assuming he's still got family and everything back in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, and yes, it's a shame. Yes, yes, he's... The first the and Roosters. only junior that the fucking Roosters yeah. have ever... The, the and, first and, and, and only player that the Roosters developed and he's gone. I, I, I don't take any, any real pleasure in, in kicking them over that. What I, what, we what don't I kick them. You just, you just enjoy the tears. Um... Delicious. You know, Delicious. clearly they're going to replace him. Um, 
it does leave a bit of a sour taste in my mouth that Blake Ferguson's going to benefit from all that. That's but the only most, bad side. First of and foremost, you know, Roger Tuivasa-Sheik is a magnificent talent and, you know, $400,000 more per year than what you, you were going to be offered to stay at the club. You know, the Roosters have done all they could in the end. You just have to say two, rumor, two good Warriors. Two r- good. Rumor was that they could have signed him up. That they, they were talking about signing him up earlier, like a long time ago, extending him. But they pushed they pushed it back because they wanted to see how he went at fullback, mm. and they put him off. So in that case, that's Which a fuck, is, that's a that's fuck up. Due diligence too. I, it is, but know, it's also there was no real guarantee he was going to. You know, he's, and there's still not. There's yeah. still no guarantee he's going to be, you know, a, a really fantastic eight hundred thousand dollar a year fullback. Yep. Warriors are obviously um, prepared to put their money on the line straight up and and take that punt in him. Um, I just I don't think the the Roosters really could have done anything more. And I I can't hate on the bloke for for saying, look, appreciate your offer. You know, love my time at the club, but fucking where else am I going to be able? Someone anyone on four hundred thousand dollars more than what you will. Anyone, anyone on earth who's That's offered... That's 1.2 million bucks. Anyone, on, gonna leave that on, table. anyone on earth who is, is offered double their salary by a, a, a headhunting employer mm. is going to fucking take that deal. I don't care who the fuck you are. Yeah. If you're working for your fucking parents yeah, or whatever possible fucking emotional hold your job could have on you as well, double the money, you'll get over it within one year. <laughs> Real fucking fast. Exactly. So, you know, Roosters fans... 400 grand buys a lot of fucking tickets. Sell fuck down. You did the right thing and you got someone. And this is the other thing. I, I said on Twitter earlier today, like for 800 grand a year, he'd want to be able to fucking teleport. Honestly, I'm not paying 800 fucking thousand dollars a year for two of us to check if I'm fucking CEO of a club. But, you know, the Warriors have got to pay overs to get players over there to start with. They've got the money because they're getting rid of fucking twat Tompkins. Mm. So... It doesn't. It doesn't create a hole for them, or it or fill a hole. It's just. it does. It just exactly fills a hole. It doesn't put them in a salary cap predicament by paying such overs. So, yeah, why not? You got the money, use it. Um, Willis Meehan has been stood by, down by the Roosters after he was charged with headbutting a man and stealing his watch near the Star Casino in the early hours of Sunday. Meehan, 19 years old, and a friend of his whose name I've dare not pronounce, allegedly forced the victim against the wall in Union Street Pier on about 2.30am. Uh, Mian headbutted the guy. His mate stole a silver wristwatch. The event was captured on security footage. The watch owner was treated for superficial injuries to his face, the police said. City Central Police arrested the men and took them to Newtown Police Station where Mian was charged with robbery in company and assault occasionally occasioning bodily harm. He was granted conditional bail and expected to appear before court on May 6th. Um, he, the co-offender was charged with robbery in company and goods in personal custody so that's suspected being stolen he'll face court April 29 Min was sent home for breaching the strict no alcohol guidelines at the NRL's rookie camp in 2013 so he sounds like he's a delight and um, he also won the Australian amateur super heavyweight boxing title as well undefeated from in three fights since turning professional in 2014 so any relation to Carly Meehan the boxer? possibly don't know um Fuck me. What do you say about someone, you know, is tr- still trying to make their way? Repeat offender, at the age of, repeat offender at the age of 19. Yeah. Um, it comes back to shitty fucking parenting, Nathan. <laughs> We've said this before. <laughs> um, you know, especially someone with the discipline of being a professional boxer. Just, fuck, would you do that? Would you need to steal someone's watch? You've got to fucking... Just, I don't get it. I don't get where these fucking kids' heads are at. 
and he is, you know, at 19, I could, you know, <laughs> people get called kids and they're 25 years of age. This kid is actually a kid. Yep. Um, still a teenager. Um, but fucked up, clearly, on more than one occasion. Just... Sadly, there'll be plenty of people that'll make excuses for him and, um, you know, depending on his level of, you know, his ceiling as far as ability goes, people will be willing to give him shot after shot after shot, you know. Fuck, we've had one bloke that's had seven fucking chances and was forging prescriptions um, from mm-hmm. the club doctor. And yep. It's a cycle that the NRL is going to have to break and they're going to have to... Um, Maybe, maybe in some cases, like Blake Ferguson, for instance, get to the point where they're, they're going to say, you know what, we're going to take a hit on the entertainment value that this particular individual mm-hmm. um, can bring to our game because overall the value of our product is going to be enhanced if we can put forth an image and our values speak to the broader community that just like you in your job wouldn't be able to get away with headbutting someone and stealing their fucking watch <laughs> and then being able to earn hundreds of thousand dollars not saying he's earning that at the moment I've, I've, I've thought about it so many times though sorry I've thought about doing that so many some times people wear some fucking sweet watches Nathan yeah, yeah, and you, sometimes they've got pencil necks <laughs> and you can possibly knock them out with a sweet headbutt and take their watch just all like, in one foul swoop but you know what you don't because you're a, a reasonable human being and I say that in not a fucking possible. degenerate <laughs> exactly um, I just wonder what it's going to take you know how much value do the NRL get out of letting these fucking germs continue to play our game when they're sex offenders and drug dealers and wife beaters and fucking drunk drivers etc and rolling cunts outside Sorry. the casino exactly I, I don't get it yeah. the, the value as I said before the value of the product is enhanced far greater by having a you know an image you know having a women in league round that actually means something having you know a community uh program that isn't just fucking lip service and pictures taken with fucking kids and you know visits to hospitals you're actually living it and breathing it with your values every day um and and the decisions that you make in regards to the people that you gainfully employ it's it's fucking ludicrous that it just keeps continuing to happen time after time and people everyone deserves a second chance you know what if you there's fucking hundreds literally hundreds of people lining up to take the place of these fucking idiots that are yep. throwing their chances away yep you deserve a chance mm-hmm. to make it in the fucking highest level of professional rugby league that you can play Yep. You deserve a chance yep. to make it. It's fucking hard enough to do mm-hmm. if you're actually a good human being yep. and have ability, etc. Look at it's Hopper a, Jr. Exactly. <laughs> Went off and Mormonized himself for two years and he, now he's fucked. <laughs> like, but, he tried to be a good guy and exactly. like, <laughs> to the detriment of his career. Well, he's. You know, I'm sure he's going to fucking cry into his pile of money at 800 grand a year or whatever it's yeah, called. Yeah. But. You know, you deserve a chance. You don't mm-hmm. deserve multiple chances. You don't get to fuck it up multiple times. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. You're not being you're not banned from you're not being banned from being employed. No, you're just being banned from a fucking organisation that you know finally grew a fucking set of balls and decided that 
we've seen enough coaches through the ages implement no dickhead policies in clubs no. and sack players that they would have fucking really loved to have as we, far as attacking brilliance. We, but you know what? What if the whole fucking sport, what if the NRL implemented a no dickheads policy? Mm. We did Wouldn't without Blake beautiful? Ferguson for 22 months. Why couldn't we have done with him for done without him for 122 months? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Would anyone have cared? No. No. He's scored a couple of tries, some tries for the Roosters. He's done some good things as far as his footballing ability. No one really doubted that that was going to happen. How has that affected our time in the house? Fucking yeah. not one little bit. Exactly. Zero. Would, would we have thought, geez, NRL shit this year because Blake Ferguson hasn't scored a few tries and fucking carried on like a lair after he scored them? No, I personally wouldn't have given a fuck. Mm-hmm. And Me if neither. Danny Wicks didn't have a couple of good games for Para, wouldn't have given a fuck about him too. Russell Packer, if he comes back, couldn't yeah. care less. Yep. Exactly. Todd Carney, any of them. If it had to be fucking Justin Thurston, I don't give a fuck. If it had to be yeah. Jonathan Thurston, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Like, it had to be fucking Cooper Cronk, Cameron Smith, JT, they all went out after the fucking State of Origin game and decided There's to fucking hundreds, roll cunts outside the casino for their watches. Who fucking cares? Who take their place? Exactly. Let them prove that they're worthy of it, and if they're not, roll them out and let the next kid come in. <laughs> That's exactly. how it should work. League always, without exception, easily overcomes a so-called fucking irreplaceable superstar going to rugby or AFL mm. or something. And then they it's come the exact same. Yeah, yeah, but that's that's a different that's a different story. Sure. They're not doing anything wrong. No, no, no. But I'm just guess. saying that the the rugby league is undefeated in terms of surviving a player leaving. And so it's going to be fucking undefeated surviving if they decide to cut a fucking player off who's just basically making a cunt of themselves, breaking the law, and bringing bringing our competition into disrepute because having fucking germs like this in your competition makes it a lesser competition. And the NRL's not unique, but it's certainly the one that uh, we are most exposed to, uh, the professional body that we're most exposed to, and, and can comment you know, with the most amount of uh, information and, and knowledge. Yeah, and, and the thing is, and you've got, to, you've got to look at all the, the entire fucking scenarios all bundled together. Like, does the AFL have people, you know, of a similar, you know, sort of thing? Yes. Yes, they do. Does the NFL, you of know, course. proportionally, probably the same, but, you know, they have far more players on the rosters and far more teams, <coughs> you know, double the teams and fucking, you know, double the squads, essentially. So, yeah, proportionally, they've probably got the same amount of germs in their size too, who do terrible shit as well. But what they don't have that the, the NRL has is a fucking, you know, media feeding frenzy mm. over every single thing that happens in the game that turns every misdemeanor into front page news. Yeah. And so while that's the case, I'm not saying if that's, that's a, a good thing or a bad thing or if it's right or wrong, it just is. And as a result, if the NRL wants to fucking remove that then start removing the germs. Exactly. Recaps of round... Five, Nathan. Five of the... Uh, yeah, sorry, my list. I just I didn't update any of the numbers from last week. <laughs> Round five of the, uh, the Telstra Premiership 2015 National Rugby League season. Friday afternoon football 
bad Friday, Black Friday, I don't know, whatever you call it, it wasn't good. South Sydney Rabbitohs 18 defeated the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs 17. And the points went as follow. The Rabbits tries to Isaac, Luke, Dave, Tyrrell. Conversions, two from two to Adam Reynolds. Two penalty goals. Bryson Goodwin got himself on the scoreboard. And, of course, uh, Adam Reynolds, he had his uh, one field goal attempt brutally checked <laughs> accidentally by James Graham. The doggy 17 points came from tries to Curtis Rona, Sam Perrett, Josh Morris, Holkinson, one field goal, and two from three conversions. Hodkinson can kick a fucking pressure field goal. He can, but sometimes it's not enough. <laughs> sometimes I knew you were going to say that. He's a, tremendous, so he, he's a tremendous player, though, an even better bloke. Hedge. Hedge, hedge, hedge. <laughs> Despite the eventful ending, I, I think the dogs seem to have the bunnies measure for a large part of that game. Um, unfortunately for the dogs, the Rabbitohs, as, you know, as the best sides do, and they're, they're by far the most dominant side... Um, of the past season or so. Um, they find a way to hang around and stay in the contest. And uh, and sometimes they pick up the scraps and, and a call. Um, you know, the ball bounces their way or a call goes their way and um, and they jag a win. Speaking and that's what happened. Of, speaking of calls going their way, did you happen to see the seven tackle thing today? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah it wasn't. A, it wasn't strictly. It wasn't a seven tackle in the in the in the context of um, like the Cronulla versus Cowboys final or like the grand final in nineteen ninety five. But what it was was the referee on field mistakenly ruled zero tackle on a changeover when it wasn't a, when it wasn't a knock on. It was knocked back and it was kind of intercepted, mm-hmm. and so he ruled zero where it should have been one. And as a result, the Bulldogs uh, got a set which had uh, seven tackles, and on the last tackle, there was a kick, and uh, that ultimately uh, resulted in the the Morris try. They should pl- try playing out at Ipswich Brothers. Fuck me. Yeah. It's like we had a couple of fucking sets last year against us where we, you know, there was like nine tackles. <laughs> <laughs> we had to defend for nine tackles. Like, you know, the NRL think they got it tough. They should try playing down at fucking brothers. Um, I thought Young Kiri looked pretty composed and controlled out of dummy half when Isaac Luke went off. Um, such a talented player, and I, th- I think he actually looked more dynamic at dummy half when he didn't have to defer to Reynolds um, so much in the halves like he does. Um, and, and I know it's still, you know, he's still only part of the way down uh, the, the path of his development, but just, he had a dummy half, I don't know if he's a natural hooker, uh, or he's played 580 his whole career, but, um, or, you know, going up through the ranks, but he looked right at home there, and that, you know, if Isaac Luke, he's going to be out with, via the concussion rules, it's a handy replacement. Look, I, yeah, I reckon he'll play. Mm. Don't ask me how that happens, because I thought it was clear that he was concussed and that kind of thing, but, sure. you know, this rule's some bullshit. The rule's not bullshit, but the implementation of the restricting players from coming back and, and so on. it's another, it's again, it's, seemingly, it seems so easy to fix. Mm-hmm. It's they, a yes they, or no answer, really. Well, at the end of the day, the NRL just needs to fucking, you know, like we've said before, give a sponsorship deal to a fucking... Some sort of medical practitioning organisation yeah. that can supply doctors, yeah. or, do, or don't to every game, or don't just pay a fucking organisation money sure. that's, that's that's an independent organisation that doesn't you know that isn't you know somehow you know involved with the sport or the club. You, just, you can't tell me that someone can look at it, you know, someone with a rabbitose polo shirt on <laughs> can look at Isaac Luke, yeah. and, and make an impartial decision, yeah, when they're being paid by the same people that pay Isaac Luke, yeah. 
and it's in they have a vested interest in Isaac Luke playing the game. Mm-hmm. Um, unless his eyes are rolling back. I mean, with Isaac Luke, if his eyes are rolling back and he's head, he might be just about to do the hockey. You know but that might be, that might be a sign of the concussion. No, he thinks he's playing for New Zealand. Who knows? Um, he's not running out after half time. No, he's actually it's running it's out to do the hockey of a test match. That's what it is. And yeah. if you're wearing a Rabbitohs polo shirt and you're trying to make concussion assessments on Rabbitohs players, I just don't know that you yeah. make. I would, I would suggest that if, you, if you're if concussed in a game situation where you do the concussion test and it is deemed that you are not fit to return for the game, then at that point, that, that same decision renders you ineligible Club polo for the following week. Club do not go together, Nathan. All right. I think the next month or so of football will be interesting for the dogs who got players out, um, players injured, suspended, etc. Um, and I've got to say, no one plays a siege mentality card quite like Des Hasler, and I think that'll be the ace up their sleeve. <clears throat> if he can rally the troops and get them through this next month or so of football, um, you know, and and really, you know, manufacture that whole fucking us versus them and us versus the regime and us versus the system sort of mentality which works so many times at Manly, I think it might just be their motivator for success come, you know, the back end of the season. It's, it, however... They can have all the siege mentality they want, but they still <laughs> yeah. got to win game. Yeah, and they still got to have players on deck and uh, and that sort of thing as well. So, um, I still think they're going to. He's going to be more than capable of of fielding and coaching them to be super competitive. Um, but if they lose three or four games over the next month, mm-hmm. it, you know they've it's it, with other teams on the rise. Um, you know, it's going to make it, a, especially if they lose their halves at Origin as well, mm-hmm. going to make it quite tough. Um, you know, a tough few months for them to. I don't think they're going to lose out. their halves at Origin. <clears throat> certainly not both of them. Mm. I think you could be right, um, but Laurie Daly does m- mysterious things at times. Yep. Jar TV. <clears throat> Greenberg will pro- probably clarify that lifetime bans are based on the lifetime of a fruit fly for dogs fans. <laughs> Uh, GT351 underscore Johns. He didn't tag this one up for his fucking dick suck competition. Bumblecock shit bitches. Fuck ass dick machines. Mushroom titted shit munching ass bunches. All words to describe NRL refs. <laughs> fucking hit the Uzo hard after that game. And then threw the bottle at the ref. The base chapo. <laughs> That is dead set top five fearless <laughs> moments. <laughs> Base Chapo, uh, we played well today, but in the end, the evil empire got the win. Hash, Souths are Russell's rent, boys. Yeah. The Ben Zed. Souths celebrate World Autism Day with 80 minutes of garbage starring Joel Reddy. Dogs are idiots for not winning by 30. Hash, karma for grubs. Earthboy75. James Graham has a beard. Hash, just saying. Hash, cunts with beards. <laughs> wow. I don't know what you're trying to say there, sir. But you need to be more specific. Voodoo Rock. Hey, Doggies fan. You know who also had a bad day? Jesus, he died. (laughs) He got over it. And Boxcar Jason. The refs got that penalty right. The whole Montreal screwjob feel was just an added bonus. (laughs) Do you know what the Montreal screwjob was? Yeah, I remember that from from the movie Thelma and Louise. Uh, It was... (laughs) Yeah, it was, uh, it was a tough watch. Do you really? Do you really know? I'm not going to tell you now. <laughs> what, what, okay, just let me into the mind the mindset there. Why Thelma and Louise? 
What, why would you pull out that time? I just I had to come up with a movie on the spot, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's what I know. I know that, but why with Elmer and Louise? Fuck, do I know? It wasn't out of a movie, though. Okay. It was a wrestling thing. Okay. Bret Hart. Uh, sorry? Bret Hart. Shawn Michaels. Happened in Montreal, funnily enough. Right. Hence Montreal Screwjob. We'll go into it more detail later. Thanks. <sighs> that still counts as referential retard, though. Yeah, fucking oath. I love it. Brisbane Broncos 26 to feed the Gold Coast Titans 16. Uh, down there at uh, Seabus. And uh, the Broncos, 26. A double to Anthony Milford. Finally got moving. Mitchell Dodds with the easiest two tries you're ever going to see. Uh, ben Hunt, two from two conversions. Corey Parker, two from two. Penalty goal to Corey Parker as well. And the Titans tries to Anthony Don, David Mead, and James Roberts. Caesar, two from three. I was supposed to go to this game. I had bought Yeah, I thought you were going to go. Everything. Um, well, Jackson gets a free ticket to one game per round. Um, because he plays junior rugby league, which I think is a fantastic initiative. Um, so, especially given as you only one game per round in, in the drivable yeah. distance as well, so it works yeah, out I nicely. Mean, it, it, yeah. Same thing if you if you were in Sydney, I guess, and you'd have multiple fucking options. Yeah, that's what that was worse in Sydney. Though you got one game, and you're like, okay, you go to your team's game. Yeah, yeah. Then, yeah. Um, unfortunately, with with Leo being so sick, and then the weather, which cleared up by kickoff, um, but when it would come time to decide whether we were going to go just as we were sort of discussing it the heavens opened at home we were like you know what mm-hmm. we're going to wash it at home um, I don't think anyone thinks the Broncos have been all that impressive yet there they are at 4-1 and one. Um, and I know we can make arguments for the quality of opposition um, that they've faced at times and, and the one high quality opponent that they've faced they've been thumped by in South in round one um, but by the time the rest of the other teams work out that they're actually pretty good. It might actually be too late. I think the Broncos might um, be entrenched in the eight uh, at some point. They're not going to lose a whole lot of troops at origin, um, and they're improving every week. Their defence is quite good. And, um, yeah, it's a, it's a slow burn. and it's they'll, they'll lose enough troops at origin. Parker. Thiday. Hunt. Oh, I don't know if Hunt will get picked. Yeah. Well, it depends. Are they going to pick on form or are they just fucking around? Well, I don't know. I'm not Mal Meninga. Because fucking Sid ain't got if no I was, form. I'll sell you some bananas. Um, <laughs> the MILF with an, with an almost... Esky. Sorry? You'd kick my fucking esky. <laughs> <laughs> get my brother after you. Um, the MILF with an almost breakout performance. Um, he's coming out of his shell now and I think he's a couple of games similar uh, to this one away from, from dominating and... and putting in consistent performances um, the likes of which we saw during his Canberra time uh, just fucking dynamic on his feet and you know it just I think the most telling thing for, for Anthony Milford was the try where you know Maranta was put through um, come to the fullback turnaround offloaded and he he really set sail for the line and, and you know broke through a couple of tackles and um I think it showed that, you know, he was really fucking keen to get there and really desperate to score that try. And, and that's a good sign um, that he, you know, he, he wants to keep improving and wants to keep contributing. And, you know, he's a big signing. There's a fair bit of pressure on him. He's a quiet kid. Um, so, you know, a lot of good signs for him. And I think over the next few weeks, um, he'll continue to, to keep coming out of his shell. <clears throat> not uh, not entirely sold on the Broncos for, forwards either. Um Getting the job done, don't get me wrong, but 
I think this this whole thing with Thayde coming off the bench and, and Wayne sort of slighting him a little bit because, um, yep. you know, deeming him to be a bit lazy or, or things that he hasn't done right, given Thayde that chip on his shoulder, I think that makes the Broncos forwards a more formidable unit. Um, and I think it doesn't hurt that he comes off the bench and gives that little bit of extra impact. It's like, it's it's, it's a little bit like his role um, of days gone by where he, you know, he was, even the times where he's starting, they used him in a real impact sort of um, role and rather than a workhorse or a battering ram. Uh, and some of those runs that he made against the Titans were, were reminiscent of those times. Um, just on the Titans, I think we've got a few more of these sort of losses in them. Not blowouts, but I just got the feeling they were never really, truly in this contest. I thought the Broncos yeah. had their measure and no, I agree. they were game and, and they tried hard. They never really quit. Um, pretty um, good performance through the forwards. They were quite tough, but um, competitive, but, you know, you could string 26 competitive performances together and, and not come up with a fucking yeah. win. Yeah. So yeah, that's right. uh, I don't think it's enough for the Titans. Mad Dog underscore no space. Four wins in a row, sitting pretty going to origin. Feels like the Broncos of old. Hash, get that up your hunt. Look, I don't think it's it's, it's too early to say sitting pretty going to origin, and it's certainly not the Broncos of old. But, I mean, you know, post-hook, it's, it's encouraging signs. Sure. Um, they then went on to say, I wonder how Titans feel, fans are feeling about Hash Palsonic. Life's good now. <laughs> Hash forever, our little bitches. He looked okay, LG. I thought. Yeah, yeah. Probably uh, guilty do, of being. He'll do nicely. He got a. Um, he obviously was given a bit of a free reign to you know to really take control out there as you'd yep. expect from a young halfback. But um, yeah, I think he was probably guilty of trying to do a bit too much. Yeah, well, you know he's playing for the Titans. He's got to. You know, <laughs> well, Caesar's there, and they've got some yeah. experienced forwards. GT three fifty one underscore Johns. I put this tweet on because he fucking was going crazy. Who gives a shit who won the second game? South will be given the two points anyway. Fucking corrupt bell-loving NRL Cox. <laughs> I think it's the most, the, most, the most angry I've ever seen him. <laughs> Mr. Underscore Wars. Five in a fucking row. Cunts. Boom. Hash not proud to be a bulldog. Hash tigers in decline. Hash I breastfed till I was 30. Hash vagina. Hash victory. Hash Hong Kong. And I said, mate. I said, mate, it's only four. <laughs> He's like... I may have gone off a little early there. <laughs> that guy's a fucking gronk with horrible sunglasses. Oh, those sunglasses are disgraceful. Hammers, uh, H4MMERZ. Getting a tweet read out this week. So, you know, put the tampon back. It's all good. It's yeah, or just shut up, whatever. Titans improving under Henry, but the Cartwright is still strong in them. Benny27. Jeez, the Seagulls have a bright halves future in LG and Caesar. Hash LG life's good. I, I, I actually like... It's too early to say anything about LG. However, just for the hashtag, I, I hope he does go, I hope he does go to Bailey because I actually, you know, I, I do see myself using that hashtag, uh, you know, far too much. Um, here we go. Canberra Raiders 29 defeat the Manly Sea Eagles 16 at Lavington. Beautiful Lavington sports ground at Albury. Can fucking groundskeep. And uh, Raiders 29 tries to assist a wanger. Not much else to do in all that, really. <laughs> Jared Crow, it was like, it's like ANZ Stadium, except without the stadium part. Like yeah. The field and everything is there with the track. Yeah. Um, what are you going to do today, Joe? Oh, 
probably water the grass and then cut the grass. Gave a couple of skewies in. Fertilise the grass. Um, after that, just going to think about the grass. Watch it grow. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Raiders tries to uh, Sissa Wango, Jared Croker, Blake Austin, Jordan Rapana, Jared Kennedy, uh, Sam Williams with a field goal, Croker four from five conversions. Uh, Seagull 16 came from a double to Tommy Turbojet in his first grade debut. And what a beautiful thing it was for the young fella. Chase Blair as well. I've got to say... Oh, sorry, Hiku. Uh, Hiku, that's right. Yeah, Hiku was taking the goals. That's right. Two or three. Some of the softest tries Manly have conceded in a decade. I think that's oh, probably... There the were two. There were at least two. So certainly the difference in the game was just some fucking, like, zero... Like, there was zero effort tries. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, particularly one where Cherry Evans decided, I'm not fucking going for it. And, like, you know, he's like, put it... Yeah. Mate, you... F- I'm not going to say anything just yet. Put in, you fucking long-necked little giraffe cunt. You know what? I think it would. the result could have been the same or worse, but if you see those guys fucking chasing their guts out mm-hmm. and fucking being the first down there on a kick chase and, you know, y- you can tell when a guy's fucking busting his gut. Oh, yeah. If you've yeah. watched enough footy, you know when a guy... Things might not be working out for him, but there's effort plays and there's hustle plays. Tom Trevojevic. Yeah. The exactly. case in point in that very game. If they played like that, yeah. they don't need to be superstars. But if they put that sort of effort in every week, I don't think they'd be getting the same reaction from the fans. Even if they still had signed the contracts, all the rest of it. Exactly. And not- leaving. I think that's that's the thing. And, you know, in out on the field... I'm tr- I'm not sure. I don't think they're like. Oh, I don't give a fuck. I'm not going to have a go. Oh, Foran's fucking checked out completely. He do- he is. I, I don't think, think Cherry mentally, Evans is. Maybe I think I, I don't know that it's a conscious decision. I'm not going to have a go. I, I would never have accused him of that. I will. Kieran, not them. Not you. them. There's no them. Kieran Foran, I'll accuse of that okay. openly. Yeah, I, I just think that that perception is. You know, you could change that perception quite easily. See, I think Cherry Evans play. is playing fucking terribly at the moment, but I actually think that. For the most part, I think he is actually putting in. Mm. I'm not going to slag him on effort because I think, if anything, he's trying too much. And I saw in this game, the amount of times he was over on the left-hand side trying to do something because fucking shit for brains for him was doing fuck all, you know, and not doing a goddamn thing. He's just trying too too fucking hard. Foran played for 12 minutes of this game, and when he did, guess what happened? Fucking try started flowing, and it looked like at a stage, though, you know, there was a chance there they might even run him down, despite playing, like, absolute fucking you know, idiots for 60-odd minutes of the game. Chase Blair. Everyone's fucking shitting on Chase Blair. He had a poor, he had a bad game. But that motherfucker was trying to make shit happen too. Was. I mean, he had a bad miss. He, yeah. He's a winger. And the, the, he's the, you give that guy that much room. He's, he's the winger who was, for some reason, caught, caught defending caught def- defending in the centres while his centre was out on the fucking wing somewhere and was with flat- 10 metres yeah, man-on-man exactly. against a guy with footwork. Fucking was, was, was flat-footed and a guy with a fucking, like you say... Flat-footed goal-line defence and the, the very literally goal-line defence, he was standing on the fucking goal-line, flat-footed. I mean, it, it wouldn't have mattered. I mean, I'm trying to think of who the, who the, the biggest lump of shit with no footwork in the world would be. He could have scored the try. Chapo. Chapo could have fucking scored that try, not by barging over, but with footwork. Yeah, such was the such was the situation. So, 
as I've said, and I've said it on Twitter, you know, ad nauseum. I don't care about losing games if the application is there, but if pay, if people are fucking clearly checked out, it's like in life. I don't give a f- if people are checked out and not fucking making an effort in life. I'll call their fucking asses on it. Mm. Let alone fucking football players. I mean, I'm sorry. Just because you fucking happen to wear the jersey of the fucking team that I've supported my entire life does not make you immune for criticism for not putting in and checking out a fucking year early of your contract cunt. And I'm talking to you specifically, Kieran Foran. Arm tackles. A little fucking person who's supposed to fucking, you know, who's dined out for years on fucking, you know, toughness and fucking, you know, hard work. When you start arm tackling and not fucking even attempting tackles and not doing anything except catching and passing when you're fucking playing with the ball... Get fucked, mate. You bash that fucking can of solo up your fucking ass. <laughs> he's not getting any lollies and he's not getting any solo. You're not getting bananas. You're not getting fucking lollies. You're not getting any solo. You bash it all up your fucking ass. And seriously, fucking have a holiday. Play for the fucking Reggies. I don't give a fuck. Get the fuck out of the side. Reason why I say that, again, the proof's in the pudding. Two games this season where Manly has fucking competed wonderfully, just lost one game won the other game. There's a fucking common thread to the three games that they lost with miserable fucking efforts. Do you want to know? Do, do I need to draw your fucking picture? Do I need to draw your fucking picture? As long as it's not a fucking movie reference, I don't struggle with that. It's a picture of Kieran fucking forward, forward, the useless motherfucker. He's the common thread to the shit performances. He's fucking cancer. Get him out of the fucking side. Sit him in Reggie's. Sit him down at home. I don't give a fuck. Sit him, send him back to New Zealand for a holiday. Send I don't care. Para. The fact that we have to fucking pay, pay him like, you know, whatever it is, $12,000 a week or whatever it is, it's money well spent to get him out of the fucking side. Now, I don't know if Jack Littlejohn's the answer. But I'm prepared to fucking ask the question and see. Let's be fucking even more out Jack there. Jack Littlejohn's the answer. I'm scared of the question. Let's be fucking. Let's 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 even be more out there. I got fucking. I got more ideas. Let's fucking put Brett Stewart five eighth. Tommy Turbo in fullback. Brett Stewart has been playing the left side five eighth role all fucking season, making things happen with with you know his passing skills and actually having a dig and shit like that. Why is Brett Stewart kicking the ball in the last tackle more often than not? Pull your finger out of your fucking hole for it, or fuck off now. I just, I do not give an absolute fuck about what he does as long as he fucking either pulls his finger out or bashes it up his ass until he gives himself a fucking season ending rectal injury. I thought Blake Austin was good for the Raiders. <laughs> he, he, he was good, but I just wonder if he was made, how he was made to look good. Well, you know I mean, what I mean? He, the Canberra Raiders were fucking. Te- they, they were. I dare say they were, they were terrible, but they were pretty fucking shit too. Yeah, they weren't fantastic, but I thought um, it was his best game for the Canberra. Cam- I mean, without a shadow of a doubt. And sure, he played fantastic in patches. Yep. Um, and I'm I'm really glad to see him getting a run. He's a fucking fantastic bloke. Yeah. The shit he does off the field. Yeah. Is, is oh, I don't know anything that he does off the field. So oh, he to helps. Tell me. You know, underprivileged kids. You know, yep. coaches footy teams. Yeah. Like, these, some of these guys are fucking sitting around getting tattoos in their spare time. He's coaching fucking kids, you know, giving them yeah. an outlet. For a, for a guy, he's got a young family of his own, so he's obviously probably more, you know, engineered to to probably go down that sort of path, if you know what I mean. He's not just a fucking... How much, how much time is he spending in the, in the fucking barber's chair, do you reckon? Not enough, it would seem. Um, yeah. Because he's... Stevie Wonder, fucking, look, look, fucking... You know, higher ground skeletons. All those songs are fucking great songs, but doesn't make him a great hairdresser. No, <laughs> exactly right. right. 
I remember last season he started out the Tigers and he had the the fucking comb over thing going yeah, on with the yeah. show. And his old man put him aside and said, mate, you can't play first grade with that hair. <laughs> see. And he shaved his head. Yeah, see, like, 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 that's, that's extreme. His, his dad needs to pull him aside. Is his dad, is it too cold in Canberra for his old man? He needs oh. to pull him aside and say, mate, that conversation we had last year still applies. <laughs> yeah. Put a beanie on. You don't have to do it to your fucking <laughs> yeah, hair, mate. That's exactly it. <laughs> um, there's still some improvement left in Canberra. I, I don't think they, as I said, I don't think they played fantastically well. Um, I don't think Whiten was a huge factor, and he has been in. in he was a non. He was. Yeah. A, I mean, you'd think in a situation like this, right for the picking, but yeah. he didn't do. He didn't do anything. Um, Mainly because Croker. I don't think Croker was a huge factor on the game, and Papali looks way out of shape. So fuck, he's um, a fat cunt. He is. He? He is. <laughs> um, I, I think there's improvement. Papali looks like he ate George Rose. Yeah, <laughs> That's it. and struggled to digest him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but fucking Tommy Turbo. The kid come. Fucking hell, I thought we were done talking about Manly. I just, I just wanted to give, I just wanted to give him fucking just a shout. One of the best debuts since Luke Brooks, two thousand thirteen. I agree, Nathan. I agree wholeheartedly with what you're saying. I was, I was worried that he might get hit with the Manly curse of debuts because Brett, you probably don't remember Brett Stewart's debut. It was against, it was, it was against Parramatta. Jamie Lyon in open space. Brett Stewart goes to cut him down. Fucking season-ending shoulder injury from, <laughs> from Jamie Lyon. <laughs> when he was still at the Eels. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah. and so... I was like, um, British Yeah, yeah. I mean, now you look back and you go, oh, you've got to look back and laugh. But yeah, it was, it was a, a short time uh, debut, unfortunately. But Turbo, sensational. His brother, sensational. Another guy fucking that, you know, put in. There, there, are, there are a number... The good thing for me is that the players that were putting in with like the younger guys, so you know that, you know... The ones, yeah, it sucks that the ones that are going and aren't putting in. However, if anyone's not putting in, better them than the ones that you got to fucking you know that persist I have to with, you know yeah. persist with next year and things like that. Um, another thing that uh, a lot of people probably don't know is before or, or during this weekend trip, I think it was before the game, they had a, a bit of a Q and A with fucking uh, Joe Kelly. Mm-hmm. With uh, that would have went well. Well, yeah, yeah, Bob was um, you know trying to be nice and um and the you know making sure the questions were nice but you know people ask questions and and he gave uh you know several wonderful answers i've seen video of the whole thing and um and i'm sure he walked away from thinking well fucking you know didn't i do a good job of fucking whitewashing that shit but i do know that he said some things on the record that i guess will have to happen or else he can fall on his fucking sword too, because I mean, let's face it, he's been absolutely hopeless the whole time he's been there, and um, he said that there's going to be like four to five of the you know good young players, and it will be announced over the next like month or two um, extensions, and then within two months there's going to be four or five marquee signings, so we shall fucking see about that. Let me tell you. I think there's going to be a fucking chasm between my definition of marquee and his definition of marquee when it's all said and done. That's my prediction. But uh, yeah, he did go to great pains to take full responsibility for everything though in the Q and A. Not in not in in terms of him saying I take full responsibility, but he went to great pains of saying, yeah, the pens are the owners, but Scott Penn's got all these other business interests. You know, we talk you know X times a week or whatever, but he has nothing to do with the football you know like he, he took great pains to say so what that means is you know by putting all that on your shoulders that's great now fucking deliver or you can get the fuck out of there too with fucking Kieran Foran 
Hey, can we read some tweets now and move on from this? Yeah. I'm oh, sorry, just... The, the oh, pe- no, no, no can't, I, apparently. Yeah, no, we, we can. I just wanted... I mean, people were saying, like, I've never seen anyone... You know, i never seen him rip into a man. They're probably like, there you go. There you go, motherfuckers. Book it. Sammy Boy, 1986. Roses are red, violets are blue, hash, tigers in decline, now manly are too. <laughs> Mr. Nielsen, 27. I'm a lifelong manly fan, not used to seeing this lackluster crap. Better fire up and turn it around. Scotty Eel. I thought Seagulls would be up for this game and excited about playing in an NRL standard stadium for a change. I'll tell you, the surface was immaculate. I like playing on carpet. It was glorious. Cruzy 6 Manly needs to clone the Trob... Uh, yeah, those lads. <laughs> there was a fair different fucking pronunciations of, of his surname. Really? Fair few different ones. Because who was the main... Com- was it Vossi who was commentating that game? I want to say yes. I'll try, yeah, I'll try to remember who it was. Yeah. Oh, from what I've heard, it's all fairly standard. Like, Trevojevic. You know, yeah, Trevojevic, yeah. Um, but, yeah. I mean, it's a tough one. Just Tommy Turbo is going to get a run. Let me tell you, it's a tough. It's a tough one if you think about it. If you if you think about how it's spelled, what you're trying you're, to say. Yeah, because, if you're yeah. looking at it, you, you you're screwed. You yep. need to just not overthink it. Yep. Let it roll off the top. Listen, listen to how it's how it's said. Remember it, and just let it flow. Uh, Chapo, is it any coincidence that Manly started to go shit since Nate grew a beard? Oh, fucking fairly shit down the tail in the last yeah, season. No, I didn't grow I'm, a beard till after New Year's, mate. I'm not drawing. Uh, I'm not drawing that comparison. St. George Illawarra Dragons, 13, defeated the Newcastle Knights. Zero. At home, too. Unfucking believable this. Uh, the Dragons, 13 points. Tries to Edo Nabuli, Josh Dugan, uh, Benji with a field goal. Wid at one from two conversions and a penalty goal. Knights. Nothing. Very surprising game, this one. I, th- I thought, you know, before kickoff, there were reports of a very strong breeze. Um, that was going to have an impact on the game, and I thought that would really play into the Knights' hands. And I, you know, they did run into it in the first half, um, but there wasn't enough low kicking. There wasn't enough grubbers. There wasn't enough driving yeah. the ball low downfield. And um, I thought the Knights, you know, they normally have an exceptional kicking game via uh, Tyrone Roberts and fuck me, why can't I think of the five name? For, for the for Knights yes Tyrone Mullen Jared Mullen, Mullen. Mullen sorry. fuck wow I drew a mental blank I didn't even fall asleep with my eyes open then um, no I, I always died but their kicking game were diabolical Nathan <laughs> it was the it was it, no, throughout was, the game it was fucking not, not, not the worst but it's it's yeah one of the worst combined it team kicking games that you would have seen in you know certainly this season mm. certainly this season um I still think Benji is is fucking well past his best, and and that's that's fairly obvious for all to see. But he played a really controlled veterans game, and I wonder if that's the start of him realizing his place in that team and letting Widdop handle the big plays and and control things. Um, I don't know if Benji's ego's got that. If Benji with his ego has that in him, but he just it just seemed that he was deferring to Widdop. Um, a bit more than, than what he has um, earlier in the season and, and certainly last year when he was playing for the, for the Dragons as well. Um, he just, you know, he's not trying too much and overplaying his hand. He's just, you know, playing that real experienced veterans role. Um, and I think that might be the secret um, to the Dragons having a little bit more success um, 
other than the fact that they can't fucking score points. It's it's been the story for the Dragons for a while. Um, even in the Bennett days, people were saying you know they were going to win games six nil with three penalty goals. Yep. And, yep. Um, you know, seasons are built on defence, and success it comes off the back of of your defensive structure and how diligent and disciplined you are in, in sticking to that. And it's obvious that the Dragons, you know, there's there's something there as far as their defence. There's you know, whatever's clicked in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it's not an accident. Um, the defence. Yeah, it's it, it's it comes down to their attitude and, and their application and. Um, it's pretty obvious they're not going to concede too many points, and that's that's a really good sign for them. Um, but you still have to fucking score them to win games. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but this will get enough, them, you know. There's enough attacking-minded, um, talented players in that team. I'm surprised that they have the issues that they have. Um, I don't know if if maybe it's the forwards aren't laying, you know, that that solid platform to get, to get them on the front foot to 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 play some footy, but. Um, you know, thirteen nil, it looks impressive, but you know, there's going to be games where they're going to have to score twenty four, twenty eight points. Yeah, not going to have to it. win and and not have it in them. Do we come back to that extra gear that they were missing in the later stages yeah, exactly. of the, of the Bennett era? You know, um, Aussie one 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 nine eight. Dragons now have as many wins as the Tigers and Manly combined. Hash up your ass, cunts. It's hostile. Fuck, we should make a list of Dragons fans that go off half cocked. Yeah. <laughs> no, to, to kill list dragons fans we will ki- dragons fans we will kill list <laughs> and just and just go hash red v and just go add add add, add. <laughs> matty mick p25 i oh, know look at the mighty dragons sitting gallantly up there in sixth spot we'll break the top four next week after we beat the dogs Talks a good game, Matty. He does very, very, very fucking talkative uh, newcomer to the to at least at least to to the uh, you know flooding us with tweets. Yeah, kind of fan club. He's I mean he's been very active on Twitter. Yeah, very as far active as to the podcast. Yep. Steve O wins. If I fail my exam on Tuesday, I blame Knights and Dragons. Their razzle dazzle put me to sleep when I could have been studying. <laughs> Super duper all. That game was like running around nude in a Coles freezer. Embarrassing and annoying to watch. Hash, so cold. But still fun. Shunter, 86. Am I a dick for pointing out this is the second Alex McKinnon tribute game at home that the Knights have been terrible in and lost? I don't think you are a dick at all. He didn't say that the the, the Knights were playing like they were in wheelchairs or anything. So, no. That makes you a dick, Nathan. I, I was merely pointing out a theoretical example of what a dick would say. I didn't actually... We donated a significant amount of money we did. to Alex McKinnon. Our credentials as far as fucking supporting Alex McKinnon are unquestioned. Absolutely irrefutable. Devonhead. A dragon's D makes me feel funny in my pants. Hash three in a row. I wonder which dragon's D means. Probably Ben Craze. Makes it hard to sit down, probably. <laughs> I'd imagine. <laughs> makes it uncomfortable to shit it's for a week, I'd imagine. <laughs> The uh, Cronulla Sutherland Sharks 20 defeat the Roosters 12. <laughs> Sharkies 20 came from a double to Jack Bird, Valentine Holmes, and uh, Luke Lewis also with tries. Michael Gordon, two from t- four conversions. The Roosters tries to Roger Tuivas at check, <laughs> Mitchell Orbison, and um, Liney, two from two conversions. The Sharks have, uh, have tried the Ben Barber, tried to solve the Ben Barber riddle, much like the Broncos did. 
by camping him in northies. <laughs> um, it's is it obvious he's not going to be that 2012 Ben Barber? Is it that obvious now? I think it is. He's done. Um, Fucking done. I think Jack Bird might be the guy that finally burst the Ben Barber bubble altogether. Fuck me. I didn't realise how hard that was going to be to say. Um, <laughs> you know, when you see a young guy coming like that, um, you know, he's overcome adversity to even be playing football, let alone playing first grade. Yep. Um, to come in, make the most of an opportunity, um, you know, when, when every every moment of Ben Barber at the moment on a football field um, screams of entitlement, screams of uh, of arrogance, uh, and, he, and he's he's living on his reputation from 2012 and has been for, you know, two and a bit seasons now. Do you think people even remember that anymore? I don't. People that expect him to be good do. People yeah. at the Sharks that employed him do. People, yeah, people expecting to be good. Uh, there's a Venn diagram there of people expecting to be good, and that entire circle fits inside a circle of Cronulla Sharks fans, but not all of the circles. And, and, and I think it it really only became obvious to them how um, how futile that expectation of Ben Barber to be that same player again um, in a completely different team. Um, you know, two and a bit seasons of teams working out his strengths. You know, and 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 building their defensive structures and their game plans around counteracting those strengths uh, for 80 minutes. And teams have got fucking good at it. And he hasn't got enough tricks in his bag and enough... Um, so what you want about Benji Marshall, but he, he adapted certain things in his game to still be relevant on a field. Um, he still had the fucking shit errors and, and you know, wanting to be the, the superstar at all moments. But his game's changed a lot from, you know, from yeah. 2005. And, he, and he's still relevant. You know, in in a limited capacity these days, but um, I think Ben Barber needs to come up with some some more tricks out of his kit bag. If he's got them in there, it might be bare, and and you know that riddle might have been solved. And he's he's going to be that guy that's playing fucking Group Six in <laughs> in, a, in a season's time. And the thing is, I don't even think it's a matter of people figuring out his tricks and him not having anything to replace it with. He's those tricks don't even exist anymore. Mm. Could you imagine if you went for a job? And instead of a job interview where you're sitting there and going through the interview process, imagine it was a long process, like the interview process took a year. And in that year, you played, you know, well, you, you did 20, you know, 24 tasks over the course of the year for your job, for your audition. In each of those 24 tasks, you basically just shit your pants constantly, nonstop, and then ran around with shit in your pants. Mm-hmm. That's what he did at Brisbane, auditioning for a job at Cronulla, and they still fucking hired him. So anything that comes out of this Ben Barber thing negatively, you dumb motherfuckers had 12 months of advance warning. <laughs> fair call. At least. I wonder where you're going with that, but that's, yeah, that's a fair point. Um, the point is you wouldn't get the fucking job, would you? Exactly right, Nathan. I, I, I get where you're at. The Roosters weren't great in this game. Um, oh, they, 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 they were disinterested. Like They'd just they been down at fucking they Albury. They were flat, and you know, Mitchell Pearce said after the game in the interview that it was embarrassing, and um, and that's not the standard that they set for themselves, um, which is obviously not. The, the Roosters are obviously a far far better side than that, and they show that on a weekly basis. Um, they realised that they were in danger of losing this game, and they and that they got their fucking tails up a little bit, and they they realised, yep. you know what, we, we fucking we thought all along we were just going to cruise through and win this game, and these guys are sticking it to us. Now we've got to actually win it. Um, they lifted. I think the most promising sign. Um, 
for the Sharks was when the Roosters lifted, the Sharks went with them well, and managed to close the game out. Um, yeah, they... Yeah, they had the Roosters a, they had, weren't they had, at their best, but they, they had a tremendous lead too. So I don't not, not I don't think they went with them. They they basically <laughs> didn't go they, fully. They, yeah, they counteracted. You know the Roosters when the bus rolled the over them, they they held on to the fucking rear bumper and, <laughs> and got dragged along behind them and didn't just let go and get I think fucking. Being harsh. <laughs> it's a much needed win for the Sharks. Um, they have the makings of a competitive side. Um, you know, a reasonable pack of forwards. Um, you know, led by Gallon. You know, still with the potential of Fafita um, to to be the player he was in 2013. Mm. He wasn't that guy last year, really. No, no, a lot of injuries last year. Sure. Yeah. Um, I just wonder if Flanagan's good enough of a coach to to get that out of consistently. Obviously, the Sharks and kid is they waited a fucking season for him. Um, I don't know. He's he has had some runs on the board with the Sharks in the past. I just, consistently, um, when teams are at their best, which the Roosters weren't, um, is he good enough to get that out of them and, and be a competitive side week in, week out? I, I'm yeah. not convinced on yeah. that. They seem, they seem to get up for these Roosters games too. Yeah. Even when they're that one super shit. Yeah. fucking epic. Exactly. East fan, can someone please get in a DeLorean and steal the almanac back from Biff? This alternate timeline sucks. <laughs> the way you're laughing that's a genuine that's a genuine reference you got then good for you Glenn good for you Karim Karan Barber from Dally M winner to Cronulla reject quicker than a declining tiger hash you and McGrady wannabe oof that's topical that's so fucking appropriate Beer Boy 182, another Easter miracle. Sharky season resurrected from the dead, just like Jesus was all those years ago. Hallelujah. Earthboy 75, Jesus and the Sharks rise on the same day. That is a fucking miracle. There's a few of them. There's a theme. And there wasn't a lot of tweets in that game, to be honest. West Tigers 22, incredible. They scored 22 points versus the Parramatta Hill, defeat the Parramatta Hill 6. And uh, this one, the 22 came from tries to Kevin DeGarma, Pat Richards, James Tedesco, Luke Brooks, um, Paddy Richards, 3 from 5 conversions, and a penalty goal. Eels, try to Pete's, goal to Sandow. Jagged a carton and a, uh, a jersey out of this game. Who was the jersey one with? Risby Stick. <laughs> you silly motherfucker, Risby. Is that the second jersey you pulled out of Risby? Or is no, it one all? No, no, first one. Is it? How many you had? Didn't you have a jersey bet before? Like a while, like. No, back? that no? was M51. Yeah, no, no, I, had, I knew you had one with him, but. Um, Fuck, I can't remember buying Risby yeah. a jersey. Maybe I'll still owe him one. Oh, maybe. Don't know. Hit me up. After you buy me mine. Um, 80 minute performance defensively from the Tigers. Um. I think their clunky attack with all that talent is, is starting to become a bit of a concern. Um, as I said before, lots of hype and lots of talk about the amount of football in coming up through the juniors that, that Brooks and Moses played together. <laughs> Perpetuated by yourself for the most part. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I have all, all the hype I, coming from the I, podcast uh, this week in league. I bought it. I bought into it. Um, they're, they're fucking playing like they're strangers. Yeah. Or they hate each other, one of the two. Um I've got confidence they'll turn it around, but and and they do show glimpses of it every week. But it's, it, it needs to come together pretty quickly. Um, you know, as we you know we've got some some games that are going to be quite quite tough to, to to win coming up. And fuck me, 
we create enough chances. We do, we need to ram home the advantage. I think Farrow running more from dummy half also makes us a better side. He was doing that a lot more in this game and and trying to assert his ascendancy around the ruck. And um, that's when the Tigers are at their best. Um, needs to be more of it. Copped a nasty fucking head knock and, mm. and then split his ear, which is pretty pretty ugly looking. Um, unfortunately for Parra... Did you see the picture of it? The picture's yeah. all over Twitter as well. Yeah, like yeah. It's probably Egina or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's brilliant. For John. <laughs> you, you had it. You did it. Don't overthink it. You got, yeah. you got there on the all first right. call. All right, cool. Um, cool. Yeah, unfortunately for Parra, I don't... Got to back myself. Much like Farrah. <laughs> Are you done? Yeah. Okay, cool. There's no way Parra were a 16-point worse side on the day. I think they had a pretty rough second half. Some of their fucking handling and some of the plays they come up with were, were just ridiculous. Um, and, you know, 10 minutes of irresistible run TMB um, featuring P. Rich as, as a backup vocalist. Um Run PAT on this occasion. <laughs> well and truly, man. <laughs> um, I was calling for Marty to PR to be man of the match um, prior to Paddy Richards fucking just absolutely dominating 10 minutes of this game single handedly. Um, that fucking try. Look, let's, like, let's, I, let's, I was resigned to the fact that he, he, he somehow he touched the line. It was, it was, it was hilarious. And like the arsiest fucking thing sure. I've ever seen in my life. Take it. Oh, you got to take it. You got to. But I mean, like that. It's got to go down as the arsiest try of all time. Like, because it was for him the way he was being sort of slung and to kick it so it actually went in and such to stay, a way to, to not to stay, touch the yeah. Like, he's it, just one hundred percent ass. Like he could do. You could do that. You know, drag me down. You know, ten meters out or whatever, and I'll fucking just desperately try and fling a foot out and kick it somehow. And he could never replicate that, ever. Maybe just, Pat Richards would, Nathan. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe. Yeah, he does some spectacular maybe. things on a rugby league field. Maybe. I still run PAT shirts because clearly they're, they're more appropriate. Fuck, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Marty Tapia, again, great for the Tigers. He, he is becoming a bit of a villain, um, and he is relishing that, that little role. But um, I think we saw in this game controlled power and aggression. And and with that sort of performance from him, with no silly pen- penalties, it makes him a real powerhouse um, and a valuable part of what the Tigers are trying to do. So yeah. until he ends up at the Titans good. next year, there is talk of it, but a talk coming up. coming from me. Yeah, I'd be very surprised if that happened, but anything's possible, I guess. All I know is that a certain player who's going up there on big money has been telling people, anyone who listen, that the uh, crazy Kiwi with the cornrows. The place for the West Tigers oh. is coming with him. Right. Oh, well, look, good luck. That'll be a good signing for the Titans. Um, and, you know, unfortunately for Marty, he'll rot away up there and never win anything, so... And he'll embrace it. I mean, yeah, because he's got that lair in him and he'll embrace the Gold Coast lifestyle and be fucking... Yeah. ...playing for fucking Tweed or Burley <laughs> in 12 months. <laughs> you think Greg Berg's loose? Yeah. I would be <laughs> sad to see him go, um, but anything's possible. I, I hope you keep him. So do I. Fuck it, a little poacher. <laughs> you think? What is the connection there between? No, no, no connection. He's just telling his old man that um, oh, okay. that, it's done, that, that he's coming. He's done deal. It's one of the ones he's, that's coming with him. Right. Clearly, he's doing a lot of recruiting on the side, which is why his head's not in the games. It's funny. Like you listen to, you used to listen to like the Kevin Smith podcasts. Oh, I haven't listened for a while. I was gonna say he always goes on like talking about you know stuff you know talking about your ear pussy. <laughs> 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 just 
<laughs> I was like, oh yeah, Kevin Smith says that a lot about your ear pussy. Farrah's obviously probably a big fan of Hollywood Babylon. I'm sure he probably is. Smodcast. He likes a lot of cool stuff, Robbie Farrah. He's that kind of guy. Banging out some schnitzels for the family. Probably burned them. Let's know. read some tweets. Did, didn't learn a lot from the mistakes of Tiger Tiger. <laughs> the biggest tiger. No, not Glenn. Someone who's actually uh, a proper fan of the Tigers. The biggest Tigers recruiter. A proper fan of the Tigers. Oh, sorry, mate. Fuck me. That didn't come out the way I wanted it to. I'm going to make like, a Bulldogs fan and hurl that fucking bottle eventually. <laughs> Like playing park footy with your cousins. Everyone's the same. Then Uncle Pat turns up in the last ten and smashes. <laughs> and then he's got then he's gone hash Pat TMB. Well that's just ridiculous. I mean run PAT is surely the obvious one you reach for. Shithead you listener. You want to leave the other boys out. <laughs> <laughs> Shithead listener. Yeah, well, he's he's like if you're committed to the run TMB thing, I mean he's like he's fucking close second, if not yeah. I mean he he's may Robin to my Batman. Depending on top what time of day, I mean he's probably more more than you even. I mean I think I think he spends more hours of the day thinking about pushing run TMB. <laughs> Shithead listener. Clearly, Ryan Morgan is the best player ever because once he left the field, Parra were utter fucking rubbish. <laughs> fucking hell, that says a lot about how bad they were. Butsy 888. The clocks went back an hour and 10 years at Pat Richards' place, he saved a shitty game. This is hash Vuvu Richards. And uh, hash Wenders' first grade start. Jesus. Timmy McIntyre. Where's my scarf? Hash ref's fault. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the Ben Zed. Para with a, a clinic in how not to close out a game. Three knock-ons in bad field position invites even the anemic Tigers back. And he's 100% right in that. And not only that, there was the situation there closing the first half where they got the penalty, could have taken the goal, would have stretched them out to an 8 nil lead, went for the try, almost scored, to be fair, failed. Tigers scored pretty much straight away after that and then went into 6-4 at the break, which is a, you know, obviously a, a much different situation. And certainly eight points in a shitty game, where sure. the weather's not great and you I have to score surprised. RC tries then an RC Pat Richards try still only makes it eight you know eight four eight six um and the thing that delighted me most about this game outside of Paddy Richards fucking what mo we had it the was... drop mo's going we had the penalties we had the fucking the 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 crabbing into dead end streets it was it was just everything I want to see out of an Anthony Watmo game in 2016 on <laughs> <laughs> just, just magnificent, and you have to be, you have to say that he has not earned his fucking salary with Parramatta this season. He's, he's dropped. I, I think his drop mo game is actually worse. I think he's dropped more balls. I mean, DJ X plan will sort me out. I think you know, fuck, we've given that poor cunt some work this yeah. episode. Yeah, you know, I, I don't think you laid off your job other you, than just you know being handsome and shit. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna, you know, X plan, you're gonna need some. Uh, he does hang out with some pretty ugly blokes and it gonna, sort of amplifies his, gonna, his good looks. He's going he's he's to need some annual leave or something to get all his stats together for us. <laughs> Storm, 30, defeat the Warriors, 14. And uh, this one, the Storm's 30. He tries to Mahe for Nua. Corabetti with a double. Will Chambers, Tim Glasby, the tries. Cameron Smith, five from five conversions. Defeat the Warriors, tries to the Beast. Nathan Friend and Sebastian Ikuhifo. And uh, Sean Johnson, one from three conversions. I always felt like the Warriors were a chance to get some momentum and come home the stronger in this game, but every time they started to build some pressure, they made stupid fucking errors, mm-hmm. which killed their chances. Um, seem to, I feel like they've got a, a good record there against the Storm, but I don't know what the exact number is, but there's certainly been some, some big victories by the Warriors down there um, in Melbourne 
against the Storm. And they, the points they did score seemed to come fairly simply. And they created yep. enough chances to score plenty more, but just fucked it up with stupid errors. Um, certainly hope it continues this week. But um, Johnson, again, with some brilliant touches. I think he really needs to... You, you know he's got the capability to take games by the scruff of the neck. Um, I just think he needs to do a little bit more and inspire his teammates. Um, sometimes when things start to go ordinary for the Warriors, he seems to um, to sort of fall away with them. Um you know, games for the Kiwis and games that he has played for the Warriors, he's certainly more than capable of lifting them. Uh, just like to see it a little bit more often, and and you know that sort of influence from him on on the game could have been the difference. Um, Corabetti's thoughts about Corabetti down there at uh... Tigers absolutely made the right decision to let him go. Um, Bellamy I, turned him into a player, though. I, I always Slowly, had a feeling that surely. under Bellamy, you know, his, his absolute brain explosions, certainly defensively, um, would be pummeled out of him. And and it's you're not. I haven't seen him make any horrible errors uh, in broken field. He's always been fucking brilliant. The cor- the Corbetti corridor was a real thing as yeah. far as defence, and still and it still is. However, yeah, the brain explosion things. Mm. Dare I say, put the jinx on him, but. Uh, Bellamy slowly but surely rubbing those out, and so you, and so what you're left with when that happens is the, fucking is, is the tremendous the fucking ball running. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and fast. Yeah. Like and, and accelerate. He, and he doesn't look like a fast person. No, you know like I mean? he's a big. There's dude, some people you look at him and you and you go, well, you know, that guy's a fucking, you know, he's like a speed machine. Mm. No, not quite. But then when he seems to start fucking pulling away from people, he's yeah. like, well, that's exactly. Um. Other than the game where his face got severely broken, which Nicklin actually brought up during this game, was Billy Slater was just getting fucking belted every mm-hmm. time the ball went anywhere near him. And even when it wasn't anywhere near him, he was still getting belted. That's um, how you get rid of Billy Slater. It's yeah. an established tactic over the last, you know, probably 18 months um, at least. I, I haven't seen him take a beating like he did in this game. No, but it is, it is you know... It's it's like it's like for using, you know, running the halfback with forwards, you know, in when you've got the ball, you know... You just just take him out of the game because now, you know, I maybe think he did well to play on. Yeah, well, well, you know, what fucking choice does he have? I mean, you know, it's his job. <laughs> He's nearly out for four weeks with a fucking crushed body. But look, there's no doubt that he's a tough dude. Like, no, no doubt about it. However, I think that he's just over the last. It's become apparent over the last eighteen months, probably that. He's lost just like a half a step or a step of the of the pace. Just that that where he would be one of, on one of those plays close to the ruck and he'd be straight through and it'd be you know maybe not shut the gate but it'd be a clean break. Now he's not getting through that gap or you know he's barely getting through the gap and it's, it's shut down fairly yeah. quickly. Things like that. And, Symptomatic um, of the the Storm team as a whole. But well, yeah, yeah. But, um, I think he's heading for a pretty sharp decline. Right. As a player. Interesting. Some people would argue that it's already ha- it's already well and truly happening, or you know happened, but I, th- I think he sh- he shows something now and then to say that you know it's obviously he's still something there. Uh, that tackle from the fucking beast though, where he fucking like rock bottomed him from behind the side or whatever it was, oh, I just was great. Uh, Ollie Reed, eighty two. Let's start discussing how Marika Corabetti is the next Marcus By. I see where you're coming from, but he's he's got to put some more fucking runs on the board before you start making those sort of yeah big calls. Drew underscore Nathan five. 
Vatavai is now my favourite player. Shame he's wanted for the murder of Billy Slater after that tackle. <laughs> it was it was a good hit though. North Queensland Cowboys thirty defeat the Penrith Panthers ten out there at the muddy puddle. And uh, this one, a hat trick to Matty Wright. Lachlan Coote with a try. Ethan Lowe as well. First and four from five conversions and a penalty goal. And the Panthers, 10 points. The tries to Sigiaro and Dean Fare. And Matt Moylan, one from two conversions. I fucking <laughs> lost my place. <laughs> I was trying to be super prepared for the previous. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then... I just I was listening to everything you said. I'm like, you you you, you got to say, You're say on. something. You're on. Say something. <laughs> say it. And I'm looking at the page, and I know where I'm staring at the line, yeah. and the connection between the brain and the mouth was a little bit lost. Yeah. What I should have said without that 10 second pause, um, the same old JT tune playing out the Cowboys wireless. Just it's for now. It's enough to get them on the right path mm-hmm. for him to to continue to do everything. Um, but when he when he is gone, and I've, we've said it already this season, how bad are the fucking Cowboys going to be? Yeah, he's just doing everything. Yeah. He's laying on tries. This was certainly the Thurston show. He's, sorry, this was the Thurston show, like yeah. never before. You know, no, I can't say like never before, but certainly like many times before. Like, like many times before, this was like the epitome of the Thurston show. Uh, I think that was amplified by the fact that Penrith are missing Soward badly. Um, I don't think Wallace has created enough, creative enough to combat a team that has, you know, someone like JT in it. Um, and Moylan's not composed enough. He's he's certainly created enough, but there's too much pressure on his on his shoulders at this stage of his career. And um, fantastic player, I'm a, I'm a big fan of his, but they really need Soward back. Just even, and it seems funny saying this about Jamie Soward, but even just for his experience, you know, he's won a premiership. He's he's done some fucking hard yards he's been dropped to reserve grade for god knows how much time um back in the day and you know you'd like to think that you know in a game like this when it becomes a bit of a shootout you know and and the cowboys are willing the panthers to to try and put some points on sour's probably got some plays in did you see the statistics that they had today about the the differences in the the point scoring abilities of the panthers with sour and without no, fuck all without statistic. like thirteen or something like thirteen points a game without. Wow. Yeah, so yeah, they definitely need him. Elijah Taylor set a record. Fucking almost a tackle a minute. Mm-hmm. And the, 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 fi- the final figure, the final figure ended up being seventy eight, didn't it? Or was it seventy six? Oh, I, I, I thought it was seventy seven. Sorry. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, it was, yeah. What was it? it? Was it was something like uh, I remember they saying it was like it was seventy six for an eighty minute game, and then someone had the record uh, whose name escapes me at the Michael moment. Michael Luck. Michael Luck was it? Yeah, and that was in a, an extra time ninety minute game. So that's, that's um, yeah, certainly the record then. He's, oh, I don't know. Going to the Panthers is it certainly worked for him. Yeah, he was player of enormous potential at Warriors, um, and I was always a, a real fan of his, even from his twenties days. Um, I never, I never thought he was going to be the guy that would be making yeah. 60, 70 tackles a game. Brilliant. Uh, unfortunately, not enough. And maybe it was just how bad Penrith were that there was those tackles to be made. But um, I just wonder what the fuck his teammates were doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, I was just, I was actually just going to look down at the previews and see if Dean Farrow how. I mean, it looks like he's, you know, it looked like it was a, a decent hamstring injury or something, or mm. you know, that he sustained on the day. And um, 
I'll keep him out. Like, like they need any more fucking injuries. Yeah, exactly. Um, Shane Aaron Elvis. Penny's proving that without a soft draw, they're more they're more domestic short hair than Panther. <laughs> Cowie's gonna cow. Thurston Morgan Coot hash run TMC. Everyone's. See, people are going to try and jump all over it now, yeah. are they? I wonder if I made a run TMC shirt. I wonder how many they'd sell quickly. Cowboy fans would probably bash that out in a week. Right. J-Baby. Made a get fucked Nate shirt. Fucking <laughs> probably retire. I'd put a pre-sale of 50 on those because I know that they'd fucking sell. <laughs> J-Baby Royal. Cowboys smash the chocolate soldiers on Easter Monday. M-O-M. Thirsto. Thank fuck we got him or we'd be down with Manly Warming Spoon. I agree. NQC underscore Jono feels surreal to be on the winning side of two refs fault calls would rather it was in September not April mind you <laughs> Shunter 86 smashed by the far better team it's not hash video refs fault that we can't score tries without Jamie Soward hash pew 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 undiluted 7 credit where credit's due North Queensland Cowboys by far the better side looked way more up for the contest and finally Mark underscore Raw. Marcus that we know of course I love him but do we have a new this week in league road the Mansour motorway oh harsh it's, it's, you know it's premature I still think still very much underdone and, and come back too early from, from from reports of the Penrith nerds previews for round number Six, kicking off Friday night football down at the tip. Cronulla Sutherland Sharks take on the Newcastle Knights. This is a traditional Vuvuzela contender match. Absolutely. Combination. Will they bring Gallant, it on Friday Gallant night football? Holmes though? and Jack Bird, do they make the difference? Are they the anti-Vuvuzelas? Yeah. Are but they the plug? Uh, Are they the ball that gets shoved in the end of the Vuvuzela? Yeah, but as Mullen... play its glorious tune. Mullen and Roberts going to, to kick as, as shittily as they did last weekend. Of course they're not. And like Newcastle are, are a better side. Let's face it, they're a better side. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull a bit of a fucking chalk here, and and I'm gonna tip the Sharks. Um, the I Sharks think, can't play better really than they did last week. No. The Knights can't play worse. True, um, but I think the Sharks, with a bit of confidence, they're at home. Um, I, I think they'll be well supported, and. Yeah, I think the Knights bubble might have burst a little bit last week and they're, you know, they're going to have to show that they're capable of bouncing back from that. And, you know, Paul Gallen, good stack of forwards, certainly measures up against uh, against the Knights pack. Um, now there's a little bit of an X factor there in with, with Holmes and, and Jack Bird in there. I'll, I'm going to tip the Sharkies. I'm going to stick with the Knights until they prove, uh, until they give me reasons not to. Brisbane Broncos take on the Sydney Roosters. This one up Suncorp, so no doubt you'll be there. Yes, sir. Have a mate flying in from, uh, or two mates actually flying in from Sydney for Leo's birthday, getting there Friday night. But uh, I said, I'm happy to uh, hand my ticket over to someone if you want me to get you from the airport. But they're like, no. We're just going to fucking catch a train into, they're staying in Fortitude Valley. Mm-hmm. They're uh, going to do the right things. Good blokes. They're going to get their own way to the hotel. So I'll be at this game, and I'll be watching the Roosters win by approximately 40 points. Look, it's not going to be that bad, but the Roosters are going to win. Um, and if not, well, 
you know, I don't expect them to have a slump like that, especially when the, the reason why they weren't like, they were out enthused, they weren't so much outplayed or outskilled, they just weren't up for the contest sure. at all, you know, and they weren't up for it until it was too late, and it got to this point there where they were coming home and it was, you know, yeah, they were, they were a chance, but um, this is yeah, a chance for the Broncos to show that round one wasn't the status quo, and it's, it was an anomaly and a blip on their radar. Um, this is the the second best opposition they've played this season. Mm-hmm. If they get a similar scoreline put on them, I think it'll show that the Broncos have still got a ways to go. Exactly. Um, I think the Ro- the Roosters will win by by a decent margin. Okay, Parramatta Eels versus Gold Coast Titans. This one's at Pertec. Did you see the thing today where they did the stats and the Parramatta are literally half as good away from Pertec? So this is when you know when they're moving games to A and Z mm. and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, it's actually really doing a disservice to their chances. It's it's a good place to watch footy, and it's a good place. Obviously, the Eels, you know, they enjoy playing there. It's their home stadium, but. Yep. Um, it's just a good atmosphere, and I think they really feed off the crowd a lot more than what they would at fucking ANZ or Allianz or wherever. So, um, you know, I like Paris Stadium as a as a suburban ground. It's, it's certainly got a great atmosphere. And they're going to win this game fucking easily. Yeah, well, despite I think the, so. the best efforts of the uh, auditioning, I think Aiden they would Caesar have been. I think they would have been fairly well flogged this week at training and. Um, They'll come out with a bit of a point to prove, and and it's a sign of whether they're a good side or not. How they bounce back from from you know a debilitating and horrible uh, character and soul destroying loss last week against Tottenham. Well, they've, they've had a, they've had a couple of losses this season. The Eels, and let me tell you, on the Parramatta forums, fucking Brad Arthur, coughing it on the nose. Really? Yeah. Fuck. You think that the, you know, the fact that he's the only reason that Kieran Foran's going there? Yeah, exactly. You think they might? You, you think you know, they might? You know, just you know, simmer down just, a little bit, and like, and maybe hope that he sticks around until the end of the season. Perhaps every fan you know? base has their share of you know of I want to say extremists. Yeah. Um, Come just, on, I mean, fuck hell! You can't put it. Yeah, you know. it's just fucking ridiculous. The Tigers, you know, people still carrying on about fucking jersey colours. Just. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, if, if you put enough white in there, it wouldn't be a fucking issue, would it? Speaking of Tigers, Warriors versus West Tigers at Mount Smart. We have a reasonable record in New Zealand. Um, I don't think the Warriors... Uh, you know, the ultimate rocks and diamonds club. Yeah, within, the within, and, the, and every game this season is between, it's between the 80-minute period. Um, Not just like one week on, one, one week off or whatever. Yeah. Defensively, I think uh, Tigers are, are, are definitely more than capable of handling what the Warriors can throw at them. Um, Sean Johnson, extremely unpredictable. Having said that, so um, you know if he has if he has one of his you know, has a big game, the Tigers are going to be in a lot of trouble. But um, we've still got some absolute fucking champions of the game in our side, and I think we've got more than enough talent and uh, and more than enough in our defence to. Uh, to, to put the Warriors to the sword. Certainly if the Warriors have enough, uh, as much possession as Parramatta had and uh, and field position, they'll yeah. put the points on where Parramatta weren't incapable exactly. of doing it. But once again, Rocks and Diamond, it's very fucking hard to predict. I mean, I'll take them because they're the home side and and it's, you know, one of the longer trips. But that's the only reason because, you know... It's a critical game for the Tigers if they can manage to score a win here. They've got the Raiders at Leichhardt next week and then... A pretty injury and, and suspension ravaged Bulldogs a week after. 
you know, it's an opportunity to, um, without getting too far ahead, there's certainly some opportunities there. You'd you'd, you'd be crazy to back against them against anyone at Leichhardt, and um, you know, given how competitive they were against the dogs at full strength, or relatively full strength, um, so this game's very very critical. Penny Panthers take on the mighty Manly Sea Eagles out there at the muddy puddle <laughs> Saturday night. I fucking love that. It's a beautiful <laughs> touch. It's hard to say this Panthers one because... backing up from Monday Night Football, Manly backing yeah. up from, from a horrible fucking performance. Uh, it's really hard to assess because I don't know what the team is going to is, is going to take the field. That's not the team that's going to take the field. What the, that you see there is the exact team list from last week, mm. and um, two he's basically said that everyone's on notice. And once he's done the video and everything for the week, then he'll make his decision. So I have absolutely no fucking idea what the team is going to look like. I'm going to pick Manly because I'm just not convinced that uh, that Penrith uh, have the direction required without Soward and. Seagulls will be uh, stinging after that loss last week, and I think it'll be a tight game. But I think the Manly might just squeak home. If that team runs out with that same lineup as last week and the same sort of application as last week, then it doesn't matter who's fucking playing them; they'll get another fucking thirty yeah, points if, or something put if, on them. If they come so, out like that, I'll never tip yeah. Manly again this season. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. Um, you know, this. Let, let's face it: if you're going to play Penrith at home, this period of time is where you want to do it when they've you know you know they've got injury problems we've got fucking you know far more injury problems i mean i think we've got eight out of our 25 are injured at the moment and then you've got people like foreign and cherry evans carrying injury on the field as well um i would i, I think another here's, an, here's another radical idea for possible team positions because foreign's fucking so checked out and why you've got matai and, and and lion injured you know what would be uh, he i'd, I'd try Put Jack Littlejohn in 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 five eighth. Cherry Evans remains halfback. Put four in, in the fucking centres. All he has to do is fucking run hard. The four and, and freeway. And yeah, exactly. And I mean, motherfucker, that'll you know, that'll put a red hot fucking poker on. It'll, it'll test him out. That's for sure. Yeah. Test out his his commitment to the cause. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Tommy Turbo, he's uh, retained his spot in the run on side, and uh, good to see. I mean, uh, I'm always of two minds, like, you know, with these young players, you know, is it too early for them? But fucking hell, you know, if you're good enough, you're old enough. And hopefully physically you can handle the rigours of first grade and playing against the, the bigger guys. And uh, well, we can He's no shrinking violet, is he? He's no, a decent sized lad. Yeah, and, and, you know, just the confidence. I just love that. You th- that sort of thing you'd, you'd think would be infectious. That's why I guess nothing was happening down the right-hand side for Manly. Fucking because, kids uh, and their confidence. I mean, he's jumping up. They, they, they decide, okay, all right, yeah, you got to try with your first touch of the ball in first grade. Great, good, good job, son. Now we're gonna just fucking pepper you with bombs, and he's just fucking jumping like he's Kazali, fucking over the top of everyone, taking these flying glorious marks to the point where he actually was defending at fullback for a lot of the time as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, tremendous, and hope to see him develop further. Um, Canberra Raiders take on the Melbourne Storm at GIO. Storm, you know, on current form, the Raiders improving. Raiders are Raiders at home. Sam Melbourne. Williams actually, you know, not a bad kicking game either. No. Um, well, I thought that they'd stick with the, the combination of Austin and Cornish, but they've gone with a, a bit more of a um, steady hand in, in Sam Williams. Um, certainly worked for them last week. I think the Storm backing up from Monday 
having to go to Canberra. No one likes to go to Canberra. And the Raiders buoyed from a from a a win last week against Manly. Oh, I'm going to tip an upset. I'm going to tip the Raiders. Yeah, Storm have got them covered. Storm don't let in soft tries. Slater's in doubt. Doesn't matter. So. Doesn't matter. I thought you said he had four weeks off or something. Didn't you say? Yeah, well, he was named, but then I, I heard he was out for four weeks. But yeah. Yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't think it was that long. If at all. St. George Illawarra Dragons take on the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. ANZ, Sunday afternoon. That'll be your Channel 9 game. Interesting. Josh Dugan's been named. Motherfucker was knocked senseless. Could not stand up. Yep. Yet named and will play. That's your, that's, that's your concussion protocol, isn't it? Fuck me, dude. A Dragons polo and a stethoscope. Um... Look, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the siege mentality card to, to certainly get over the over the dragons. I think the bulldogs have still got um, a few too many points in them for the dragons to handle. Or oh, does the dragons' defence overcome? I think they'll roll them in the forwards, even without Graham. Yep, yep. I think you have to go to the doggies. I mean, the dragons. Yeah, they've had a couple of you know decent wins. Lucky but really, the last time they played, last time they wins. played anyone decent, they were they were done. It was twenty nil after twenty minutes. So, yeah, okay. South Sydney Rabbitohs take on the North Queensland Cowboys Monday night foot bitch. I think the the Cowboys little run it will be halted here. Uh, Kiri goes to seven uh, to replace the injured Adam Reynolds. Uh, John Sutton into the five eighth role. Joel Reddy and Bryson Goodwin still inside. Fucking horrible, glaring weaknesses in that side. Daryl um, Millard too. Like, let's 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 be real. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's no Dylan great Walker, chase. Dylan Walker is a massive, massive loss to still be out for the Rabbitohs. But um, yeah, I, I just think the English factor and the forwards. Yep, yep. Think, and there's uh, obviously a enough. question over Luke. I mean, they've got Cameron McInnes there in 18. He'll be in to cover Luke if he uh, doesn't make it back yeah. via the the concussion shit. And uh, Nathan Brown, is that the Tigers one? Mm-hmm. Released him. Yeah, like word, he's, he's fucking atrocious. I can't say I took too much notice of him. As um, a Tigers person, I've seen Tigers people just saying, you know, rejoicing that he was released because he's just fucking hopeless. Oh, look, he, he had some, some good games in the 20s. I don't think he was given much of an opportunity to, to show what he's capable of in first grade, but, you know, does he fit... You can see why they let him go. At the end of the day, it doesn't really fit our forward rotation with Woodsy and, and Keefe, and then you got Buck and mm. Marty, and you know, they, even though Marty's playing lock, but back yeah. when you know the plan was theoretically for him to play uh, to be part of the the prop rotation, but you know they got Jesse Sue playing a bit of prop, Ava playing prop, so um, you know they're all they're all better players than Nathan Brown, so yeah. And you know, uh, and, and Matt Lodge as well. Like he's, yeah. you know, Lodgy is injured, but again, you'd pick him over Nathan Brown as well. Yeah. If nothing else, I mean, you know, it's good for Nathan Brown to soak up the Rabbitohs system, and you know, then when he becomes manly coach, maybe you know, bring some of the players across with him. Same Nathan Brown, right? <laughs> May as well be. <laughs>
And that is full time for episode 183. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter. So follow at TWI League and our Facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. And at the repeated request, I think it was is it JR underscore buff, Instagram, This Week in League. Get on there. Uh, mostly, I've got to throw up a batch of pictures, actually, the photos and things that people sent through over the last couple of days as well, up there as well, for you guys to take a look at. And, of course, the continuing genius illustrations and sketches from uh, our courtroom brother Hilgenfeld, at Hilgenfeld on Twitter. If you're not following him, I mean, fucking delete your account, for God's sakes. Well, don't do that. Just just follow him, I guess. iTunes, got a review from Parapai. That would taste like shit, wouldn't it? A parapod. It's going to be sour. <laughs> be sour and taste like losing. Even if you went down the road of like, okay, it's like an eel. I mean, like, I'm, you know, I had an, I, you know, had a share of eel in, you know, in Japan when I was actually cooking it and you know, preparing it, but I'm not a massive fan of it. You know, it's only a couple of ways that, you know, that render it really edible, in my opinion. And uh, great podcast, five stars. The text of the review is. I'm on it. One point. Oh, I'm on it. Space, exclamation mark. Space. Five stars. That'll do it. Short but sweet. Tipping. Short but sweet. It'll do five stars. Tipping. I think we're a new leader here. Nigel, first, outright first. Twenty-seven points total. Desi's ducks in second on twenty-six outright. Then we've got a bunch of people on twenty-five points. Paul Mack underscore seventy-eight. Ben Diggity, Doug, and Ryan Finance, and then. Back one point on 24, we've got David Kingston, Half Nelson, Tiger Benji, and Solzy into the top 10. Well done, folks. Um, fucking, I'm starting last se- this season like I did last season. Like, hopeless. Like, probably fucking 20 or 30 off the bottom. Um, uh, hang on a sec. Yeah. Danger underscore anger. Yeah. How much to do with him? Oh, he's, he's a listener of the show. He sends tweets and stuff. He sent a tweet, hasn't hit us up, just randomly. Yeah. Rename the podcast next week in league. <laughs> Put that count on the list. <laughs> oh, you cheeky little bitch, and you do it the fucking... Uh, I don't think he got retweeted by uh, at Jack Dorigo. Yeah, she's looking out for us. She is. Fucking cheeky little shit. Well, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> like it's next week I mean, we always used to say you know like it was out Thursday morning then once we started getting it early you know getting it ready early I mean we recorded at the same time we always record generally speaking you know on Tuesday nights but even when we started recording on Tuesday nights it still wouldn't come out till Thursday morning and then just because we got better and quicker at it people are getting their fucking yeah, they're getting, they're getting used to the, the the early bonuses. I mean, it's a bonus we do for you guys. It's exactly. a bonus. I mean, it's just expect Thursday. Be pleasantly surprised 99 times out of 100 when it's Wednesday. Or late, late Tuesday night sometimes. So, uh, danger, anger. You want to start fucking talking outside of your face. <laughs> you start talking outside of your face about us and not even tagging us in. Rude. That's a, yeah. You're not fucking come at us. Come at us. Oh, don't miss, bitch. All right, fantasy. 
Rick Grimes, bitch, still number one up there. Uh, not by a lot, though. Puds Picks, a second. Sizzamy Timbers, third. One Trick Pony, Come On Man. Vindicators, Michael Vick's Dogs, TBI Dragons, The Pool Cues, and Top China Dragons, all in the top there. And uh, that's weird. It's got 11 and then 10. The Wendells are 10 and Top China Dragons are 11. However, on the list, it's reversed. Oh, okay, they're on the exact amount of points, so it's uh, something weird going on there. And not far off, coming for you bitches, Mike Hunt All-Stars in 13th place. Let's go. Now, the shop. We've got the Run TMB shirts on the go. What I neglected to mention at the start of the show, the Feel My Eel shirts. They're up there. They're on the go. Head to respecttheshooter.co and uh, check those up. They're featured on the front page. You'll see them with the Run TMBs as well. The Pew 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 shirts. They're on their way. And we need you guys... Magnificent looking thing. Fucking so cool. And we need you guys to uh, declare your intentions about these memberships. Do we produce some more? Because we're going to have to get about 20 more before we uh, go to that step. There'll be additional things like scarves. There'll be opportunities to buy scarves and stuff through the season. But as far as like the entire packs are concerned... We'll need to get someone on board to actually uh, to, to go ahead with those. So if you have any intention at all, make sure you let us know and um, be prepared to follow through. So you don't, be, don't be like, yeah, I'll fucking definitely get one and then, you know, then disappear. Exactly. Yeah, don't do that. We don't. will call you out on that sort of fuckery. Exactly, we will. And um, that is about it for this week. I'm off. All right. To make the trek. See you next week. See ya. Cause if your dad doesn't have a beard, you've got two mums, two beardless mums. If your dad doesn't have a beard.